Hey, we're going again with my friend Joe Souza. Joe Souza, thank you so much. It's been a year, brother, since uh, we've been doing this to get you down here. Yep. And you're finally here, yep. man. And I apologize for that. But no, life, heaven forbid, you're busy. Life has been uh, life has been crazy, and COVID's been even crazier, and it's just been fighting. What is this? What is this? COVID? Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about that anymore because <laughs> yeah. that's that's behind us, right? Yeah. So. Well, let's hope so. Hey, not, listen, I just want to bring this up. Uh, thank you for the shirt. My pleasure. You look, the hat. I love this. You guys look awesome in it. Yeah. You, you guys have been the best looking people I've seen in my gear so Amazing. far. Amazing. To so. be honest, so far today. Lot, no, no, not better. today. Uh, ever. <laughs> that's great. That's crazy. Nah, thank you for that. Yeah, that's cool. And representing uh, yourself right here. Yeah. Love it. Love well, it. we're gonna great. we're gonna talk about Jack's wax. Uh, heaven forbid. We're gonna talk about Jack's wax a lot. Uh, great stuff, man. It's awesome. Thank you. So, okay. So tell us. Where'd you come from? Where do you do? Uh, so, long story, I guess. But we'll, we'll try to figure out how to make this work. So yeah, We have six hours. I've got all day. For you, I've got all day. We're no problem. You know how it is. We're in the film business. Nothing is six hours. Everything is more. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's so, true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess my basic background is I have a trucking company. We haul cars. We haul a lot of stuff for manufacturers. Um, TV commercials, we do a fair bit of it, like you know. Mm -hmm. I have a knack for detailing, started many years ago, and just fell into the, luckily, car commercial business, ended up meeting great people like yourselves, Yeah. and uh, needed something to go to the next level besides walking to Canadian Tire or a big box store to get something. Right. Um, represented a different company for quite a few years, mm -hmm. and decided I needed a break from it because things were not going the direction that I'd like them to see. So I left, continued with the trucking business and the car commercial stuff, needed product, found a product, fell in love with the product. And I was like that, you know, that hair for men commercial. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, this <laughs> stuff is great. I need to share it with everybody. Yeah. So I got sucked back into the business. Yeah. And here I am. Wow. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an outstanding product. And it's been one of the things that once you put it in the hands of people, I can't believe even people that don't. Like they're like, oh no, I'm a, this kind of product kind of person and this is all I've used my whole life. And I'm like, just let me show you. And they would come running back and they bring school buses of people saying, this is the stuff. This is the real yeah, stuff. That's true. So it's all made in Columbus, Ohio. Um, <clears throat> the guys that make it, family, total awesome people. You, you, would, you would fit in. You'd meet them within two minutes. You'd be like, I've known them my whole life. Oh, wicked. Um, hmm. They're just great people. Everything's made with love and... The product is really good, so that's. Uh, so what makes it different? What, what what is it? You know, I think the biggest thing. All the products are the products are products, just like bottled water. You can have fifteen varieties of water. I think it's just what goes into it as far as how it's made, with the passion of it, and they're not a marketing company. They're not here to try to push their product 15 different ways. Their product is good for what it does and they make the best of what they believe is the best and that's what the difference is. Mm -hmm. And they're not they're not trying to gimmick it. This is what it does. We've made it the best that we can make it mm -hmm. and that's what it is. And love it. You know, a lot of people come up and they're like, "Oh, why why is your product better than somebody else's product?" Just like that question. And it's not. You're buying me. You're getting me and my team. You know, at 11 o'clock at night if you're in your garage doing something on your truck and you're not sure you can get on social media. We'll a actually answer you. It's not somebody AI or something that's 
been pre-planned. We'll oh, talk really? to you. Yeah. Wow. Like we'll we'll talk. You, we've had two o'clock in the morning. I've heard a ding. I get up. I look. Oh, well, let me reply. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's it's you know, we love what we do. We love what we're about, and we think this product is something that is sets us apart from everybody else. But it's us and the knowledge we have and what we share with people right. that makes it different. And you know, people can order this online. It's going to be ordered jackswax.ca. Yeah. But I mean, it's like going to a restaurant. When you walk into a restaurant and somebody knows you by your first name, you just feel like that's your place to be. And here it's the same thing. Like we take pride in making sure that you're doing what's best for your car and not killing yourself to get there. Do you have retail outlets? Not yet. Not well, yet. We do have one in um, Holland Landing, Ontario, and there's a location in London. Okay. The London store is a franchise store. Yeah. But again, we're still new. We've only been at this for just over a year. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out the recipe and make sure it works, and then we're going to grow it. But Wicked, man. The yeah. recipe Wicked. for the stores. For the stores. Not, not yeah, for yeah. the No, no, not for the product. That's product. all yeah, done. Yeah. That's all done. Yeah. yeah. Wicked. And the other cool thing about this product is some of the other brands that are out there, they're mass produced. These are not. The product that's in the bottles is fresh, like within a couple of months. So when I have to place an order, just like in the U.S., they have 18 stores. When they place an order, the product's made at the time of order. So okay. it's not like the raw product. Like it's yeah, not like everything's so mixed good. and it's, it's sitting in a bucket. It's not sitting in a warehouse Correct. forever. Correct. So good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're treating your car and the paint. With the right well, stuff. Correct. You know, and you would think that the guys would want to do that. They, You know, yeah. I spent a lot of money on my truck. Yep. You know, you take a lot of care. Um, so you'd think you'd want the best. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, the funny thing is a lot of people, <clears throat> it's more of a satisfaction of telling people, look how good I made my car look. And mm -hmm. our biggest comment is your products made it easy. And that's what it's about. You know, my motto is look good, put the work in, but... You want to drive the car, not sit in the driveway. Like Absolutely. When I was younger, my first car was a Corvette. And I probably spent more time washing the car. My dad used to tell me, you're going to wash the paint off the thing. Because <laughs> I would do a full detail on it, go for a 15-minute drive, come back, do a full detail, put it back in the garage. <clears throat> like, And that the whole idea is enjoy things, right? Right. So we've got a product that is superior to everything that's out there, does its job, makes your life easier so you can go out and enjoy your car. Wow. I can't, I can't wait to try it on my bike. Yes. That, that orange paint's going to pop. Yeah. 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 I'm going to put it on my Ford. And then I won't I'm wash excited. it again for another year. <laughs> but are you going to ride it a lot between that's, that that's, time? That's what I do. I'm <laughs> a rider, not a washer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's all about. I like to say, you know, happy bikers are the guys with bugs in their teeth. Yeah, totally. So same idea. <laughs> so, okay. So we'll get back to Jack's Wax. But um, tell me about your trucking. What, what do you do? Like, I, I've seen some of your gear. Yeah, like it's, oh my god, it's a, it's a little it's a little different, um, state of the art stuff, huge. And like these guys that are into trailers, I can't yeah. say what they're gonna do. <laughs> they're, like if they're wicked. Yeah, I mean, when people look at it, they're like, "Why do you have hardwood floor in the trailer?" And I'm like, "Because I can, and it looks cool, right? <laughs> it's easy to maintain. Wood doesn't rust, yeah. and if you take care of it, it, it lasts a long time." Um, our trucking business, because of that covid thing we had to change things oh. as you know we were doing lots of tv commercials mm -hmm. lots of auto shows yeah manufacturer stuff we've now had to change things and we're doing a lot of cross-border stuff that's the niche i decided to go instead of running across the country 
You buy a car anywhere in the U.S., we handle all of the paperwork, getting it across the border, and we handle all the transport. So you buy it, we pick it up, we deliver it to your door. Now, are we talking new vehicles or just any vehicle? Anything. Okay. If it's got wheels, okay. we'll move it. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So you got a pretty good fleet of guys running around the... I've got a, a handful of good guys. There's uh, not a ton of guys out there that like to do the car hauling business. And it's been difficult to find people that want to work. Um, that's been more of the biggest struggle since, since, since COVID. Big time. Which yeah. is crazy because it seems like that is uh, among every industry. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to do the job anymore. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been, that's been the it's biggest challenge. Weird. Getting the work is no problem. Getting paid is no problem. It's finding people to do the actual work. Interesting. And I've I've been on the strain myself because I go out and drive a truck too. Yeah, I know you do. It's not and not that I don't <clears throat> like doing it. It's not my. I have other things I like to do that make money. Mm -hmm. But if I have to get behind the wheel because we've promised a customer that we're picking their car up, sure, in Florida. Guess who goes? The loyalty's there. I gotta go. That's right good. On. Yeah, and yeah. we don't we don't take on a ton of work. We take on enough just to keep us. So we can do 100% of the job all the time. Right. Just are, they, like, are they all big trailers? Do you, do, you, like, do you have smaller ones where you can bring one or two cars at a time? Or? So we have nine car open carrier to a one car flatbed that is fully tarped and covered. Okay. So if you have a one car that you need to go somewhere, motorcycles, we do that too. So we offer both open and enclosed. So it's Jeez, pretty... man. Wow. Yeah. What's the consideration? Open and closed. So open carrier is your vehicle is exposed to all the elements mm -hmm. enclosed it's like putting it in a box and closing it up a little a little more costly so depending on yeah, what you're for carrying the, for the guy so. yeah for the guy that loves his shit yeah and yeah. it's you know a lot of people are like oh well it's enclosed it's you know you only put really expensive cars no i put you know hyundai's and kia's and rolls royce on the same truck we really treat, we treat them the same yeah so it's for me i prefer to do the everyday car lover's car or antique or classic car versus the sure. million dollar Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're just, they got to be handled differently, right? And totally. your li liability of risk is through the roof on those where, you know what, unfortunately, sometimes things happen with somebody who is a car lover. You're like, hey, I got a great guy who can paint the car and make that look like it was never there. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. Where a guy, you know, waited a year and a half or two years to get his Lamborghini He's not as not as happy about it. Yeah, and it doesn't happen. You know, yeah. our our risk is very. I shouldn't say our risk. Our damage ratio is like one percent of what we move, but it happens. Yeah, mistakes happen. Yeah. If know, I wanted something right now in Arizona, can I have it here in two weeks. Really? Yep. You got anything in mind? I'm starting now. My mind's going. Well, I saw that picture <laughs> of the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can. If it fits in a trailer, we can do it. It's no problem. Cool, man. Wow. And the, the scariest wow. thing that most people are afraid of is how do I import the car? How do I go through all the customs paperwork? Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about how to bring a car across the border. I just need a couple of documents from you and I can do it all for you. You don't have to fight with the government. You don't have to do anything at the border. And you if anybody I mean? listening to this has this, hmm. wants this done, they can get to jackswax.ca? Yeah, you can do jackswax.ca and just, I, I get all the emails Directed for all the companies. Yeah. yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, 100%. Incredible, man. Yeah. Wow, that's a hell of a company. I, yeah, I never thought about it before. So where's this, uh, obviously this desire for creating a business started a long time ago. Yeah. So what is it? What's with the passion, man? You know, I think it was mainly, I, I'm a mechanic by trade. 
Okay. Um, and through my young age, at 13 years old, I started working at a grocery store. And I, I think by 16 or 17 years old, I was a manager of a department, part-time manager of a department. And I was doing 40 hours a week, still going to school. And I just had that drive. I just enjoyed business. Um, hmm. And it just, I don't know. Like a lot of people tell me I'm crazy because it's just like, what business are you going to get into next? When is enough? Yeah, we've mentioned it after you've walked away from our conversations. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, just like I mentioned today, now I'm in the, the garment and yeah. garment business, yeah. right? Like we're not making actual garments, but we're dressing them up for promotional stuff. Sure. Well, see, your guys that, that, have, that, that we work with, you know, uh, when you're not around, man, they talk about you like... They say all the bad things about yeah, me, right? Yeah, all the bad shit, man. No, you got I mean, a lot of bad shit. Yeah, I know, I know. No, but, nah, man, but they, there's a lot of respect there. There's, uh, I wish I had more time in my day, to be honest with you. It's just like... Yeah, yeah I hear stuff. that. I hear that. Like this weekend, for example, I, we were doing a home show in Aurora. Um, our local community is putting a show together, and they reached out. And I'm like, eh, you know what? Why not, right? Wives are out there buying kitchen cabinets and furniture and stuff. Give something for the... The husbands. And yep. we have we have lots of women customers too that love to take care of their cars and that's totally cool and it's awesome. But um, so we did that and in between that, I'm building a studio in my shop because we have a big training thing coming yeah. next week. We talked about this. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Like a studio? So I, I have a studio. So when we're doing work on product, we can actually shoot it to promote they, for social media and stuff how the product works on the car. They do their own in-house commercials. Whoa. Yeah. What the fuck? So yeah, <laughs> I know it's crazy. So I built. One of my guys was like, "Hey, you know, you should make these crates and put them along the wall." And I was like, "Oh, well, I took it to another level, right? I made a 18 foot wall full of crates and I cut them all up and I went out on Saturday morning earlier to a factory out in Woodbridge that makes furniture and I'm like, I want to buy all your crates. And the guy looked at me like, "We throw these in the garbage." I'm like, "Yeah, but I want them. What are you going to do with them? Firewood?" And I was like, "No." And so, anyways, I ended up building this whole wall and we're going to make a countertop so just like when we go to our shoots we have our craft tables yeah it's going to be the same thing for when people come in to do a class or if we're shooting or doing stuff we have that area to do that so i'm always doing right something. on man yeah yeah and this year i'm doing uh, something even crazier i'm getting into farm back into farming because where we are we have 40 acres that we rent out and i was like mm, i think i'm going to try doing I'm going to start small. The governments around the world are trying to get people out of farming. Yeah. And, and ju I'm, I'm jumping <laughs> in. I'm just like a firefighter, right? That's Everybody's awesome. trying to get out. I'm trying to get back in. So what, what, what do you rent your land for right now? So they grow carrots, potatoes, and onions on it. Okay. And it's uh, it's one of, with the area we're in Holland Landing, yeah. they're the largest for carrot production, I think, in all of Canada. I mean, who doesn't love a carrot? Yeah. I mean, yeah. a good yeah. carrot. Holland Landing food is yeah, that's yeah. mind blowing. That's the best yeah. carrot for sure. So we, uh, I just figured I want to try something a little different. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with lavender plants and sunflower seeds. At least I didn't kill anybody if I feed it to them. Jack seeds. A field of lavender would look pretty. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be cool. It's, wow. Uh, and then we're we're gonna let the community come in and enjoy it because there's lots of people in our area that do grow that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then they won't let anybody come in. They're producing it for the product. Former stunt guy lives there and has a. F flower and vegetable yeah incredible food yeah no it's really it's it, the soil there is amazing it's it's interesting because the soil there is, could be black in the morning and then it's beach sand in the afternoon and oh, the wow. evening it's chunky and hard 
And then if you try to take it away, which you're, you can't, it's illegal. It's actually, they have a law against removing soil from the area it's protected. But if you were to take it away and put it in a garden somewhere else, the soil won't, they won't mesh with the soil that's in the ground. Hmm. It, wow, turn, it really? turns all like um, clay and like ashy. Now, is it moss? Hmm. Is it's it not a... moss. It's, it's a weird, it's a really weird soil. It, it's, we're so close to the waterbed that it's, it's mucky. But if you let it dry, it turns into beach sand. Well, I heard it, where you could drive a tractor on one part of it. Yep. And you could feel the vibration of it over here. Yep. Yeah. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a definitely <coughs> interesting soil that was created there. So are wow. you, you going to, do you need a tractor? Do you need I, some I have things? All, I have you all, have all that stuff. I'm silly for yeah. asking. Yeah, well, who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. Why are we even doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Every listener is going, okay, Jack's wax is trucking, and he's going to start a farm. He's got this T-shirt. <laughs> They're yeah. all confused already. It's, it really is incredible. Yeah. We won't get into the other event stuff that I do, but that's No, no, let's, we're going to talk about everything, because that's one thing that Andrew and I are both incredibly impressed with, Joe, is no matter what we talk to you about, it's different, and... Is he lying to us? Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and, and if, it, if it inspires somebody, like that's kind of what... 100%. That's why you're here, because you, you have an inspiring type of life. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. There's a gentleman, uh, his name's uh, Mark Seto. He's out of Edmonton. He runs a huge import show across the country, like a car show that travels. And I've known him for quite a few years, and we've always talked. And I was like, yeah, I do this, I do this, and this. And he's like, okay. So he came to Toronto last year and they were doing like a promo thing right so he's, he's like yeah i want to come and see you so yeah no problem come then when he walked through the building and he did a video whole thing and he was like, at the end of it he was like i thought you were full of shit he goes you're not full of shit <laughs> everything you're telling us is it's all here it's true and i'm like, like i said i just i wish i had more time to do things yeah it's, incredible uh, there's some sacrifices that unfortunately i have to make in in life to uh to do what i do and don't I'm we a, all i'm a workaholic and it yeah. is, I don't know, I, I guess it's in my blood because that's one thing my dad taught me was how to work hard and never say no. And there's no, you can't. Like, you know, there's no such thing as, I remember as a young kid working for my dad, my dad built Eaton's stores across the country. And sorry, he, um, <clears throat> we were doing something. I ended up breaking an arm on the job site at the Eaton Center. He taped me up with electrical tape. And he's like, if you still feel sick at, Five o'clock on our way home, I'll drop you up at the hospital. But until then, we got work to do. You can hold a broom in your hand. You got to work. Wow. So that, that's what I was brought up with, you know, that whole just keep going. There's no being sick. There's no, you need a day off. There's right. no, and is it good? Yes. Is it bad? Yes. It's, yeah. it, you know, can't remember the last time I was on vacation. Like my idea of going on vacation is like, oh, I'm going to do a job in Edmonton. That's vacation because I get a few <laughs> hours on a plane somewhere, but. Do you vacate at all? Do you do you no. don't? Wow. Okay. No. So really... Now, do you do you get to when you 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 do a great deal of traveling with work? But do you do you get to relax and go have a steak and a beer? I always make food a priority of wherever I go, and I always plan my trips about where I'm going to go eat. That's how very important. That's great. I do that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That to me is, I'll drive 50 miles out of the way to go have some good meal. Hell yeah. Than to eat at a truck stop somewhere. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. But I mean. Yes, there are times like when we do the auto show and we're traveling, I always make it a point that even my team, we work hard. At the end of the night, we go for a good dinner. It's important. Um, do I ever get awesome. to just sit around or, or put my feet up? The odd time. 
but it's usually very short-lived. So it's uh, yeah, a little different. You're the first podcast back, uh, number 29, uh, after, what, three weeks of... Uh Andrew going off to Costa Rica. No. Well, you went to Tennessee, then I went to Costa Rica for oh, no. only two weeks. No, no, just a minute. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you being away. I wouldn't have went away had you not had to go away. I see. Yeah, it's not my well, fault thanks. at all. It's like five <laughs> weeks of no, <laughs> nobody. Anyway, we're having a ball. But no, that's, you know what? It's important. I think it's important to get away. And I think, um, I, well, not that I'll ever regret not going away because when I finally decide I didn't want to be on this well not me when God decides I don't deserve to be on this planet anymore right. I won't be able to complain about it right so I That's just true. I just make the best of it while I'm here and keep going right but you do you love what you do I do I love what I do I, I as much as I sometimes complain about how I wish I could not do as much right or like my biggest complaint was during COVID everybody had time off and everybody was sitting at home and I wasn't stopping but I was pushing and trying to just make sure that my lifestyle didn't change. Right. And originally I was, when we found out about COVID, I had COVID three months before COVID actually hit Canada. I was in Vancouver doing an event um, and I got really sick and I ended up in the hospital for two weeks. And they thought that I had wow. pneumonia or some kind of infection in my lungs. They didn't know what it was. So oh. when they finally got me stable and breathing on my own and everything, they're like, yeah, you can go home now. So I got on a plane and flew home, not knowing what was going on. Right. And then we started auto show and I, f I was feeling okay. So you started the pandemic. Probably did. Okay. I don't want to take credit for it. That's one thing I don't want to take credit for. But <laughs> I'm going to call you Batman. Yeah, you never know. No. But I never got it again after that. That's the only, un well, I guess not unfortunate thing, good thing, but yeah, just not yeah, knowing, yeah. we didn't know, right? Never knew, yeah. But yeah. Um, I went back when auto show got canceled. We were setting up Calgary auto show opening day. I was like, well, we get a week off or so and we'll go to Vancouver because the next city was Vancouver. And then I never came back. And I thought this, like I kept saying, oh, it's only going to be two more weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks. Man, it was a long two weeks. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. I bet. Yeah. And then it Jeez. was just, everything stopped. And then I was like, oh, we were all geared up doing, you know, TV commercials, car shows and all that. Totally. I was like, now what do I do? And I have all these families that are, you know, guys that are working that are depending on me getting business to make sure that they can feed their families. So we, we panicked and we started looking for other work. And some of the work wasn't the best work ever, but it was work. It was able to get guys in and work and, and go. So, but yeah, yeah, I just, you need time off. And I, I, my biggest complaint of COVID was that I didn't get any time off, but if you look at it in the big picture, it disturbed a lot of people in the world. So my complaint is not that important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you think you think right, you know. Yeah, and the commercial world went away. Yeah. And with this freeze out from the advertising agencies, it's even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've done a lot less car spots yeah, and, not, and things like that. Are you that, doing any you know? car spots? We've done very few, but I'll tell you, I went to um, a studio to do a spot for a manufacturer. I won't mention who they are. Mm -hmm. They scared the hell out of me. So we went into the studio, we parked the car, and they have a 360 screen that moves around the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking in the camera, I was like, holy shit, this looks like we're actually on the road driving around the streets. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, and that's, that screws a lot of us. Like the, the electronic screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's new. And you can't, you can't tell. No, it's amazing. And I was like, wow. Yeah, bye-bye stunt drivers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that's, you know, us doing all the things. Now, they don't need me. Like, is even... 
They need you guys less. They don't need me very much at all because everything can be fixed in post. And before, you know, we would do something, oh, fix it in post, and everybody would be like, oh, my God, it costs so much money to do in post. But, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Like, we haven't done, I think the last car thing I did, we went up to Innovit, and that was November. That was, like, for a shoot. That was it. We haven't done it. I don't, we haven't done anything this year. In not, even, not even in studio. None of it? Nothing. They're talking about doing something for somebody next week. But it's in studio and it's only like three days and it's like wow yeah so it's yeah it's fascinating oh it's depressing ah uh, they'll be back they have to sell these electric cars yeah but they can use these screens they don't need us yeah no they still you know what there's things you can't there's there's things you can do in the screen there's things that you can't do in the screen that you guys can do yeah but let's right. get another week you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Like it moved, this tech moves so fast. Yeah, I know. It's really wild. No, no, it's it's true. And the whole integration of AI and all that stuff, it's just all happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the cars are going to have AI and whatever. Yeah, it's... Uh, but I think the skill of what you guys do is very different than I, what... I like to agree with you. I hope that... I'm just soaking all that right. in. I might end the podcast right now. <laughs> no, this is your new line of business. Come on, forget. No, but yeah, it's 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 been tough, man. And you know, that's a, that was a big part of our business too. Was looking forward to doing all those commercials and doing that. And it's, it's man, it's gone. Yeah. I, and everybody keeps like everybody keeps saying like even with the auto show, we did auto show this year. We did three cities. We were supposed to do the whole seven originally, but then the manufacturers started pulling out, so they only did. Montreal, Toronto, Quebec City. Mm -hmm. And you know what? A lot of people are saying that auto show stuff is dead. And then people are like, well, it's coming back. But it's, uh, they had set record high of people coming in to look to see stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. A record high. Yeah. So surprisingly, you know, people still want it. Are the manufacturers going to look at it and say, hey, dollars and cents? You know what? Yeah, it comes down to whether you're... Just a spectator. Correct. Or someone actually shopping. Right. Um, so I think a lot of people want to see the new the new gear. That would be awesome to go well, see. Well, a lot stuff. of these a lot of these things, even in like the gaming community or tech community, a lot of these uh, big uh, uh, events that go on every year are not happening. They're, they're canceling. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I'm not even sure if I know why necessarily. Do you? I think it's dollars and cents. It's yeah. just, you know what? They went through three years of COVID. And yeah, yeah, it's just they didn't spend all that money. Like put on an auto shows like, you know, 10 plus million dollars to do it for one manufacturer. Well, they didn't have to spend all of that. Oh yeah. They didn't have to spend all of that. Now, guess what? They still sold the same amount of cars. But I think on the car thing, the other thing is there's there's no inventory. Yeah. You know, any car you want to buy, it's very rare you can find something you want. You got to you got to yeah. settle. Like mm -hmm. I bought a brand new 450 mm -hmm. and I ordered it. I waited a year and a half for it. It showed up. It was the wrong color. The guy at the dealer said, do you want it or don't you? Like, there's no, oh, sorry, we oh, made a mistake. We'll give you a deal. It's like, do you want it? If not, there's 10 guys waiting behind you that'll take it. I keep getting asked to sell Jesus. mine back. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and if you can find something you like now, do it and make the money. Because it's, a. I mean, we, I sold a ton of stuff through COVID. And I had three 450s. I made, I made all my money plus back. It was crazy. Hmm. Really? Yeah. People keep telling me to sell mine. Yeah. If you I got a twenty twenty Ford ST Explorer, you yeah. know, and everyone's just like, You should 
You should sell it and make more money. You can't. You can make money. You can make enough money to get out of it if you have a lease on it, and make some money to give you a down payment to the next one to get into something new. Fascinating. What yeah. a what a world. Okay. Yeah, it's it's what? been it's crazy. It's crazy. It's and it started it started a couple of years ago. Like I mean, I sold a 2018 Jeep Wrangler that I had for more money than what I bought it for, and then I bought a Bronco, and I sold it for more money than I bought. I made money on everything. And it ended up, it was like, I had money to buy something else. It was crazy. It was just, uh, it was nuts. But the, the, wow, whole, man. the whole world's all over the place right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah that's, that's for damn sure. But uh, people want to clean their cars. Um, what, where's Jack's come from? The word Jack's. So the founder of the company, yeah. his name is Jack Miner. Okay. So he's J like J A C K and he was a he had a job that he lost back in I guess 30 years ago. He was an engineer. And he started no, sorry, let me back up. So he lost his job as an engineer. He needed to he had a young family, he needed to support. He found a local dealer in Ohio that gave him a job and he says, Oh, do you know how to detail cars? He goes, Yeah, of course I know how to do that. So he got it, he got in there, started doing it. And he's like, man, the product sucks. We need to figure out how to make a better product. So him and a buddy formulated some wax. And it was an easy on-off kind of wax you can use in any temperature or any kind of crazy weather. And then he went on a flea market and tried to sell some stuff. So he sold a bunch of stuff. Then he went around to a bunch of other used car dealers and told the used car dealer, hey, would you buy my wax? And the guy says, yeah, let me try it. So the guy says, what's your name? Jax. And he wrote Jax like that. Oh, trip. And he put and he put <laughs> wax on the bottom. So that's how the company started. Jack's wax. And then this this guy that bought at the used car dealer called back and he goes, "How big can you make these containers? This stuff is amazing." So that's originally how the company and the name started. Awesome. It's really cool. But there is actually a Jacks behind the Jacks wax. That's it's not good. like they just pulled the name out of yeah, a hat yeah, and yeah. said, "Here, this is what we're going to call it." Cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's a generational business. So now the son is running the business. And right. His son will probably continue running the business as long as I don't screw it up and then put them out of business. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an exciting journey, and it's still. Um, so how how many products do they make? They got over two hundred. Really? Yeah. And one real cool thing about and this, you brought us two. No, I brought you a bucket full of stuff. I can't I can't overwhelm you. Just a minute. What's in the bucket? Oh, there's, there's cool stuff, but we'll, well, all three of us will have to fight I'm to open that bucket. I'm thinking it's one big fucking thing. Uh, we should do a cleaner. bucket opening on here. Yeah, uh, yeah, we should. I thought it was a bucket of liquid or something. You know what? We'll have to do another podcast. Yeah, we will. Well, I'll come and work and help you clean your truck, and then we can show the stuff how it actually works. I'll bring my truck to your studio. Yeah, yeah, we can do that too. That'd be we'll cool. We'll do a combination show, a crossover. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a sample. It's a, it's no, a kit we put together. Man. I know. But it's a, it's a sample thing of what we do. The cool wow. thing, cool thing that they do that is different than a lot of people is, so for example, they believe they make the best chemicals. Mm -hmm. And they, they do. When you use them, you, you'll, you're going to call me and say, holy shit, this stuff is good. But for towels, they partnered with a company called Wright Company, which is probably the best American towel supply company out there. So they partner with them. So they found all of these guys that have niche markets and they're like, hey, we're going to sell your stuff and we're only going to sell the top quality of stuff that we can. Instead of going out there and saying, well, we're going to copy somebody's stuff and we're going to put our own name on it. So 
their whole idea behind it is we only carry what's the best and we only sell what's the best that we can get. Love it. And it doesn't have to be theirs. Doesn't it's, have to be theirs. That's, Correct. That's respectful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They represent a lot of, we have quite a few different brands of people that they've helped grow because they are tied with them and it's like, hey, this is the best of this and this is why we're selling it. So how do you get the word out? If there's no... Social media. Um, I'm really tied into the car community. Yeah, we of go course to, you are. Yeah. We go to car shows. Like we've started already with the nice weather. Yeah. I think we went to a car show every single night last week. And it's just it's just being part of the community. Like a car, like a local... Yeah, just like some parking lot meet. And, uh, awesome. And it's, um, you know, one of the things that we've done is we've had young kids that are new into this and they want somewhere safe to kind of go and do a show where they're not going to be harassed by the police. Mm -hmm. And we've said, Hey, if you need a place to host events, we'll help you host it. You can come, I have a five acre yard, come and do it in our yard. As long as nobody does anything stupid. Right. We don't tolerate, you know, drinking on, on, you know, a lot of guys, they do these things and they go out and everybody's drinking. We don't tolerate that. I won't go. When you leave the, when you leave, leave respectfully. Yes, of course. You know, if Absolutely. you, if you want to come back, just be respectful and treat it. Do you want to come and hang out? We'll host everything. We'll put up tents. We'll bring you music. We'll do everything. But just be respectful in what you do. Like, you know, have a house party in my backyard. Just don't destroy my backyard. Absolutely. And so far? It's been great. Perfect. Our first meet, we had yeah. uh, 350 cars. No kidding. Yep. That was last year. And we were totally overwhelmed. We did a um, July 1st party. I bought like $2,000 worth of fireworks and we could not squeeze a fly into the place. It was wow. crazy. Yeah, we had probably 450 have you, cars. Have you another one planning? We're, we're doing a whole bunch. Um, we've been going to a bunch of different ones. But yeah, we, we have a few more in the books. I think we're completely booked for the entire summer. Wow, let yeah. me know because uh, Rhonda and I will come bring my Effie down. Yeah, for sure. That'd be a blast. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great, and we we make sure there's food there. And one of the things is we just don't want to serve hot dogs and hamburgers, so we find local restaurants or somebody that has like a trailer they can come and they can sell, you know, Barbecue. pulled pork or whatever. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Just you know, we we were talking to a lady this weekend. Um, she makes cookies and like home baked stuff, but she's got a small bakery. And I'm like, why don't you come and sell your stuff at our event? People like baked stuff like i'm i'm a sweet oh, yeah. kind of guy I'm, time. i can't go to bed unless i have like half a pack of oreo cookies or something right <laughs> but yeah just you know we always try to make it new and exciting and i always i always try to make it as interactive for the community as possible and that's yeah. that's one of the other big things mm -hmm. is we're huge on the car community we're part of the car community and I, it's been in my blood forever mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that's helping us drive this is that we're part of the community we're not just some guy there trying to here, try this wax and sell, like you know, you see guys that uh, yeah, you don't sound like the average salesman. No, you sound like someone who actually gives a shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is a really rare thing. Yeah, I mean, we've started wholesaling stuff to a lot of different places, and one of the things I tell people is put it on your shelf. If something doesn't sell, I'll give you something else, or I'll give you your money back. And they look at me and they're like, "What? You mean I'm not stuck with it? Why would you be stuck with it? I have somebody else that'll buy it." So it's just it's a different, just a different approach on how to. It's great to do it so great so, and refreshing man yeah. yeah no it is it's incredible yeah. so we're just trying you know trying to be able to uh buy a second steak at when i go for dinner just make a little extra cash that's all right on that's incredible so you were a mechanic yeah 
And how old were you when that started? Uh, 19 years old. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I did that for quite a few years. So you were probably a car freak before you, of course. Oh, yeah. That's what got you into mechanics. Yeah. I think before I even said my first word, I was doing the noises of vehicles. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? The funny thing is um, when I was younger, I had a whole fleet of Tonka toys. Yeah. And I remember my mom, and she'll tell me today, my mom's 83 years old, and she'll be like, you know, do you remember this Canadian tire truck that you loved and you went crazy for? And it was a, it was a you know, Tonka ties truck, and it was a Canadian tire. Well, a few years ago, I had a deal with Canadian tire, and I actually got my own real Canadian tire truck, and we did a whole NASCAR circuit with it. And my mom was beside herself. She goes, see? And that, to me, that's like dreams come true, right? Big like time. I, I played with this thing, and now I have a real full-size one. So That is literally a commercial. Yeah. A heritage well, they know that is. Hey, we should heritage. try to sell that to Canadian Tire. That's I'd be all up for idea. that. Yeah. But I still have the small one, too. So that'd oh, be pretty cool. Oh, do you good. have it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still have it. It's in my parents' basement. Let's shoot that. Let's shoot yeah, that. It does just... sound pretty cool, man. <laughs> that would It would be awesome. But it was, yeah. It was. You know what? You just... You, I think if you have the ambition and you, you dream big, and I was always told when I went to school, because I wasn't the greatest in school, my teachers would say, oh, you know, you dream too big. And what yeah, I've learned in life is that. if you don't dream big enough, you'll never get to where you think you can get to, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, I started with one truck, driving a tow truck when I didn't want to be a mechanic anymore. And at that time, I just started a young family and I didn't want to, I didn't want the politics of being in a dealership where... I bust my ass all day long. And then the other guys are upset that I'm making too much money. Mm. How's that fair? Like they go home at four o'clock. I'm here till eight o'clock at night. Customer comes in at three o'clock on a long weekend of a Friday and they got a problem with their car. And I'm like, bring it in. I'll look at it. I'll stay until, you know, whatever time to get it fixed so they can go and enjoy their weekend. Wow. And I, uh, it just, you know, I kept dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't know. I'm, I am crazy, but. But, but dr dreaming combined with uh, having the. Um, the drive the, the to ambition get there. To, yeah. to do it 100 yeah 100 yeah. yeah. it's funny i ask people all every time i i meet someone i'm like do you have an extra million bucks i can have people laugh right and i'm like you know one day i'm gonna meet a guy that's gonna be like i actually do here you go right <laughs> totally if you don't ask you don't know right? right what's the worst thing what's the worst thing that happens somebody says no and they tell you fuck off and leave me alone yeah yeah sorry can i swear of course yeah, all right you can just say whatever the fuck you want <laughs> <laughs> i get in trouble for that so i i used to teach a detailing class and yeah, I taught her around the world. And I, I was in California. And I used to go once a month and teach it there. And um, in California, you're very free of speech. So you would say a lot of things that were not appropriate. So I came back and we were teaching them here. And my girlfriend, she was like, you can't talk like that. And I'm like, what's wrong? What am I saying that's not right? And then we had a class one well, weekend. Well, the word cunt. You've been saying cunt. No. no, no, no. <laughs> That's Australian. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not, well, yeah, we'll leave that one there. But um, <laughs> I, had a, I had a guy, and at the end of the class, I always ask people, can you give me a rating? Instead of saying, like, you know, rate me out of one to 10. How was my class? How did I teach you? Did you were you informative? So I had a guy who was like 80 years old. He puts up his hand, and he goes, oh, I'm only going to give you an eight. And I'm like, an eight? Eight's not good. Why do, what do I have to do to make it a 10, right? And he goes, you did a lot of swearing. And I was like, fuck, that's no good. Like, what So I said, okay, well, I, you know, I apologize. And I apologized to the guy and everything. So class was over. Everybody dispersed. He came back inside and he was, I really want to give you a 10. But my son was here and I was embarrassed that you were swearing. I'm like, your son? Who's your son? He goes, oh, the old guy that was beside me. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know. He goes, but I'm going to give you a 10. It was great. And he goes, I really enjoyed, you know, the interaction of everything. Yeah. So you just 
you know, swearing is nah. Some pe- okay. nowadays you don't you don't know. That's the other whole thing is like I don't know. You don't know how to. You don't want to offend anybody. I feel like everyone swears now. No, well they do, and there's a there's a school of thought that says the most intelligent people swear more. Yeah. So. Um, wow, I'm alright. You done. know. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just the way to express. Um, and some words like fuck used in the proper context yeah, and expresses what you really need to say. And that's the way I feel. I mean, I feel like I'm not a racist person in any means whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not. But <laughs> I will um, I will say some things in context in fun. Yeah. But I'm not like I'm not directing it towards a certain person or a certain way. Like, you know, if I say, oh, dumb fuck right i don't mean that you're you're dumb or you're anything like that it's just it's just a way of saying it it's an expression right yeah so but you know i've i've toned it down a lot just because i don't want to offend people and i you know I'm i think sit- you have to you have, you have to look at the audience yeah i, I mean if you're sitting there mm-hmm. um <laughs> if you're sitting there with a bunch of mechanics and they're all a bunch of gruff guys with greasy fingers and you don't use the word fuck, they're going to wonder about you. My um, <clears throat> my ex-father-in-law, love him, God bless him, your grandfather, we were at a party once. He has a party every Christmas. And it's all the only people that show up are fairly high-level politicians, these guys, and, um, RCMP, um, or and cops. RCMP or OPPs or local cops. And they're all a bunch of these older, retired cops. And he stood up once and he started telling the joke and used the word penis. I stopped him immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, you can't say that word in front of these guys. Say what it is. Anyway, it was hilarious because you got to go by the audience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it, and that's true. But I mean, the thing is, nowadays it's getting more, everybody just gets offended more easily. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, there's a lot of that. That's the, it's, I should be able to say what I say. And like I said, I, I, I'm not racist or I'm not against anything. Yeah. And if I it. say something, I just say it. And I'm not saying it because I'm trying to demean somebody or make somebody feel less than they are, because that's that's far from anything. I usually put myself down first before I do that to anybody else. Sure, sure. Um, but it's just you don't know nowadays, right? It's just everybody's like, it's just it's so weird. Like you go in somewhere and you buy something, McDonald's drive-through, you order a burger. How can you fuck that up? And you get up the other side and you're like, how the fuck did you screw this up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot but, of that, you know, <laughs> for sure. And then you, what do you do? You go back and yell at somebody? And I, I see it. Like, you know, I go into some of these places and somebody's yelling at somebody because they did something wrong. And, you know, you, you feel bad for the person that's getting yelled at, but you're a dumbass. Why would you not just follow what's... Like, if I tell you I can't have cheese on something because I have a lactose issue or whatever, and I've opened the sandwich and it's got cheese on it, like, well, that was the first thing I told you and I would 100% make sure. Yeah. And it's just people don't care anymore. Well, you know, yeah, I agree. And it's a chain of communication. Right. The person you told had to t- type it into a machine. Right. Whether they put it in or not, the person that's making that hamburger with this cheese has been building that hamburger all day with cheese. And you're the first person to ask without it. So their habit's putting the cheese on. So, uh, and I absolutely, uh, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. They're not paying attention. Well, you know, it's funny. I went to a restaurant and um, it was in California. And I asked for them, we ordered pizza. It was a pizza place. Don't ask me why I went to a pizza place. I can't have cheese, but I went to a pizza place. I told the guy, can you make mine with no cheese? And the guy said, no. I said, what do you mean no? He goes, we don't, we don't make alterations on our menu. I'm like, 
don't put the fucking cheese on the sandwich on the thing. Just take, <laughs> don't it. put it just on. Don't put it on. And the guy said, no, no, my guys don't know how to do that. What so are you like, talking about? You just don't sprinkle. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but like, but that's what's coming, right? And that and that is okay. I mean, he's probably like me, where I just don't imagine things without cheese. It doesn't make. It's yeah. really. It's like a car without a body, without a frame. But look, we, <laughs> how, how many how many times have we been on set, and a client wants something that is impossible to do, right? But we prove to them it's impossible to do. We right. try. We attempt it. Yep. It's not even right. Like, it's not even True. like no. We're not doing it. Period. Yeah, my guys don't do that. Right. Yeah. Like I can tell you the stuff that we've done that is nowhere in the ballpark of what we're supposed to do. I never say no. This is what it is. Like I mean. I've had to go buy hemorrhoid cream for somebody. Like, can you go get this? Whatever. Like, we're here to do it. Let's do it. Like, whatever. We'll That's go get not it. I'm not applying put. it, but I'll, I'll, I'll go get <laughs> yeah. it. But I mean, it's the new the new way. It's like, oh, it's not my job. But they're like... I know. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too, is that uh, I think a lot of this offensive or the, the offending thing comes from people that just don't mind their own business anymore either. Yeah. And you know, you, like you said, the thing about somebody yelling, watch your pens. Um, you know, you go into a store and you see somebody getting yelled at, you feel bad for the guy getting yelled at, but that's only because you don't understand the conversation or Correct. whatever happened. But people love to get into that business now. Yeah. They love to make, uh, to pick on things. Well, you see it with the police. Every yeah, time the, a cop gets pulled over, somebody's out with the phone right away. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what led up to that. <clears throat> yeah, and you don't... And, you know, a lot of my cop friends tell me that uh, you don't know that I just... I've arrested this guy 12 times already this month, and he keeps getting out, and he keeps beating his wife. Yeah. And, you know, and you have no idea. Or... Yeah, they don't know the context of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Nobody or, knows the context. Or your friend was nice to them and human to them a couple of times, and then the guy turned out to be, you know, tried to stab mm -hmm. the guy or, or do something. Totally. Like, you know, it's... And that's the thing. Like, I, I always... When I see people doing that kind of stuff, in my head, I'm just like... Well, it's because people want something to talk. They want to tell people this drama. They want to tell somebody what they saw today. I yeah. saw a cop do this. Uh, and they, they might even be enthusiastic about the story when it was only this big. Right. You know? Right. Um, it's yeah, the people TikTok just want YouTube this. generation. Yeah it's, yeah, it's an attention thing. Yeah. Maybe, you know? And it's Could sad. Be. I agree. Hmm. It's sad. It's unfortunate because this society that I see, and I see it in generations in my own family, how it's becoming people care less and less and less and less yeah and it's just yeah it's sad i mean i don't know i'm i'm 53 years old and i guess i just look at things very different right like i have no man i have it employees that say like oh you know i need days off the hell needs a day off like what is that <laughs> it's our busy season we need to work right yeah well yeah. but but i mean Again, they deserve the day off. They deserve the half yeah, family yeah, yeah. time, right? But it's just, it's my mentality of the way I was with my dad. Like, our day was never done until it was done. Like, there's always something, always something to do, right? But yeah, I know. I'll probably be giving, digging my own grave when I get there, right? You're like, hold on, I'm, I died as my funeral, but can I dig my own hole first? And then, then you can bury me, right? But, <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny, actually. Do you have, is there, does, does the word, um, retirement ever come into your mind oh, no. not not at 53 but no I, I i'll tell you right now um retirement for me i think and what i've seen in our family history retirement means you're gonna die soon yeah there's no like my dad's mm -hmm. retired and i've seen my father who is 83 years old who 
super active guy, worked all the time. Like this guy built stuff and he would carry a huge cabinet by himself, like animal. And uh, since he stopped because he got, he got sick, he's gone like completely the other way. Mm. And he struggles. Like he struggles every yeah. day with depression and everything now because he can't go to work. Right. And it's, it's tough. Like, um, but you're going to be on a tractor somewhere in your field. 100%. I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, just because, I mean, people forget that, that what you're doing is what you love. That's how it's why it all began in the first place. You know, it's funny. Um, people ask, oh, you know, the retirement question. I'm like, I have my plan. It's called Freedom 65. And they're like, oh, how does that work? Right. I'm like, I bought a building and I bought a building in such a shape that I know by the time it's paid off at 65, there's enough rent to pay me to live my life. And I have lots of work to do on the building. So I don't really have to go anywhere, but at least I'm still have something to keep doing. And that's what it's, that's totally. what it's about. But I'll be farming. Yeah. I'll, I'll, hmm. I'll do something like that. It's, but you can still be teaching. You can, yeah, yeah. there's so many things like I, I'll never stop. People but, ask me all the time. Do you, do you think about retirement? I don't even get the concept of retirement. I absolutely adore what I do. I work with people who do background work. Yeah. They're retired, and they thought they would get into the film business as a, a good diversion and make some extra cash. Well, I'm already there. Well, so, I, I, but I absolutely adore what I do. I'll never stop. Well, yeah. it's like it's like uh, if Jack Nicholson decided to retire, he doesn't retire. He retires from acting. It doesn't mean that he's retired from everything. You know, yeah, he's, like he's still goes out and does. He's still his stuff doing and, other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. He might direct or he might do or whatever, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, but I think retirement is like for people that are in a regular job that they don't really like and they can't wait to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and and you I think know? I think you're on the money with that. Retirement's for somebody who does a job because they have to and they hate it and they yeah. can't wait for the day to end every single day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and on, yeah. on Friday they're dreading not the weekend; they're dreading that Monday I got to go back to work. Yeah, but that was a yeah. choice they could have made years ago too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, I suppose. But not, some people don't get to get by like that, you know. Yeah. Not everybody's as ambitious as we are to do different things. Like, I mean, I, I, I every time I watch a show that you're in, I was like, that guy. I mean, and I tell people all the time that I know you, and like, this is this guy's crazy. Like, if you're Mayor of Kingstown, I tell everybody you have to watch it. And I said the last scene is the best, and my buddy <laughs> Randy's in there. I go, it's just. And there's all the fellows that were in that scene. There. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like, I mean, it's just it's amazing that you have the ability to do that, and you'll continue to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and you've got your whole, you've got all your kids, and you've got everybody in on it. Yeah, and it's just it's amazing to see that. So you'll always have a, a finger in it. I don't think there's just for you. There's no retirement. Yeah, there isn't. I can't see it. But that's the thing is there's nothing to retire from. You're just enjoying life. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and that's you found something that you liked and you're really good at, and you just you do it. And it's just like me. Everything I do, and I drive people crazy because I work seven days a week, but I enjoy everything I do. I don't mind getting up. I'm tired. Yeah, I, I end up. I'm exhausted of course. some days. But I still, there's nothing more exciting than going into a shop on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. when there's nobody there and taking a truck apart or building something or fixing something or welding or doing doing something or going to these shows. People are like, how do you do this? Like, we're doing a show in July and um, like we're vending, we're, we're, we're putting a car wash up. I'm bringing a 53-foot trailer with an awning and we're setting up this whole thing and people are like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, but it's what I love to do. 
Yeah. And for me, you can't, you couldn't pay me enough money to not do it. And, but when you, it. when you, you seem to care about what people take from you yeah. though. So, you know, most people seem to get into things uh, for themselves. Right. Everything's about themselves and what their return is, you know, and all I've gotten so far is that, uh, that this product was made for the people. Yeah. Uh, and, and the smiles and all the other stuff that come with it. Yeah. No, it, and it's awesome. Like, I mean, we have, I had, I was talking to a guy last week about polishing his boat. The guy's a big Bay Street lawyer. And I told him, you know, you can pay somebody to do this. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. I said, but I guarantee you you're doing it because you want to tell people you did it, right? And he goes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. He goes, my other friends that'll come, they can't hold a screwdriver. They wouldn't know which end of the screwdriver it is. So that, to me, mm-hmm. Spending time with the guy and, and walking through him and saying, hey, here's my cell phone number. If you get stuck, call me. I'll walk you through it. That's nice. That's my, that's my <clears throat> payback for it. And you incredible, know what? man. If I was greedier, I'd probably be a lot more wealthier. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. I wouldn't be able to call you guys my friend because right. I would have been too good to come out and be on the stomping grounds on a shoot to meet you and spend all that time that I did with you guys. That's true. And to me, that's more valuable than any of the money I could have gotten. Yeah, if more people were out there were, were like you, uh, we'd have a better world. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, we try. I try. I'm, I'm only one person, but I try. Where's the show in July? Uh, it's in Grand Bend. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called Berlin Classic. What's it called? Berlin Classic. Why is it called Berlin Classic? It's, uh, I think it has something to do with, it's a, a European automotive car show only. Okay. Anybody can go and spectate. Sure. But if you want to bring your car and put it on display, it has to be the European made car. Right on. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and they've been around for a long time. The guy who owns the show is a really cool cat too. He's he's big in the car scene and he does a whole bunch of stuff. And again, he's all driven for the community, which is why we mesh so well. Amazing, man. Yeah. That's very cool. So where does Mega Joe come from? So Mega Joe comes from... <laughs> he's been waiting to ask that question. So <coughs> Mega Joe comes from 2008 when I was doing a job for Ford. And... We had this the brand new Ford F three fifty truck that they wanted to launch somewhere and they sent me to go get it. And I took it to this event that we were doing in Hamilton actually. And I think at three o'clock in the afternoon there was another truck that popped up that they wanted instead. So I hauled ass to Detroit to get it. No, I went to Louisville, picked up the truck, and I made it back by presenting the next morning. <laughs> So the guy, oh, was, wow. the guy was like, we're going to call you Mega Joe because you pulled a mega, oh, wow. mega score. <laughs> so that's how I got it. And it was funny really? because I, I've worked for quite a few different manufacturers and that's how everybody, everybody knows me as Mega Joe. It's good. It's yeah. good. To, it's good to have like a personality. Yeah. yeah it's funny. I have, I have kids that call me that and it's like, hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So one <laughs> thing, you, I don't know if you knew about me or not, but I'm an ordained minister also. Really? Holy moly, yeah. Joe. So I don't doubt it. I, uh, At this point, <laughs> I, I married an a employee of mine, but close friends. I wouldn't say that she's an employee. They're close friends. I, I married her and her husband, and we did it in our warehouse, and we converted our warehouse into a huge banquet hall. It was, it was an amazing thing. And on the back, instead of saying minister, it said Mega Joe Minister. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was pretty fun. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So I, I, that name's kind of stuck with me. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get rid of it. Um, Why? I don't know. It's we just, think it's awesome. And he he said before I, you even got here today, I can't wait to ask him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where that's that's where yeah, the, yeah, I just think it's cool. Somebody at Ford Canada 
nickname me that, and that's where where I got it from. But uh, yeah. right on, man. It's I still go by it, and it's funny. Mega because, Joe. You know, my girlfriend calls me MJ. Hey, Mega Joe, and her kids like it's you know they're young. They're uh, nine and eleven, and for a few years they're at school. They're like you know Mega Joey and Mega Joey and Mega Joey, and I'm like holy crap! Like even the kids, right? And then the parents are like, who is this person? Like, is this kid got somebody made up? So it's, it's a superhero. It's a it's an action doll. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's like something in your commercials. Hey, maybe maybe we should make uh, some of those. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe action. But I don't think anybody. I think they'd pay me to keep them than pay to buy them from me. So yeah. <laughs> make uh one of those um, those dolls that, that have the wobble head on them. Make one of me. That'd be okay. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, but uh, what that's great. How did you become an ordained minister? What's that all about? I, a friend of mine wanted me to marry them, so I went online. Oh, really? I went online, I did the course, and that, that's what it was. That, that was the only reason. I have, uh, I'm not, uh, not religious in any I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious in any way. Yeah, I understand um, that. I grew up Catholic. Yeah. I figured out the Catholic system when I was really young. And hopefully this doesn't offend anybody, but I... Uh, I dated a girl that was uh, Christian, and I did this. I did a youth minister thing, and I, I taught a bunch of kids, and I studied the Bible and the whole nine yards. And I just learned quickly that you don't need to be a special person to be better than anybody else when it came to the eyes of the church. So hmm. I have my beliefs. I don't. I don't drag them on with people, but I. Uh, I just have a belief that you know what when I was younger I went through the whole Catholic system and I was doing my confirmation and I went to sit in confession and first time ever doing confession the priest is like you know do you have any sins I'm like maybe and he goes like what I go I go to Becker's and I look at the nudie magazines and the guy's like oh well that that's not bad but okay do you lie and I said well I I lie to my parents sometimes like you know I tell my mom I vacuum but I didn't vacuum under the couch and he's like okay so at the end of it, the guy's like, okay, well, go to the back of church, put five bucks in, say two Hail Marys, and you're good. And I'm like, that's it? And I'm forgiven. And I'm, I'm like, and the guy's like, yeah, that's it. So to me, that was like, oh, this is a scam. They just want the five bucks, right? And then later in life, being a youth minister and all that learning, it was just like, you know what? I don't need to go to church to have my religious experiences or spiritual connection, right? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. And that's... But we'll leave, but we'll leave the religion at that because that, that can go down a slippery slope. Oh yeah, slope. no, that's, that's an all another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe if you're a good person, no, and whatever and, take whatever carries you through life and allows you to be a good, solid human being, that's really what matters that, the most. And that, that's my exact thoughts. You know, I was, um, I met a guy on a plane. He was Muslim, and um, he's like, "What God do you believe in?" Just out of the blue, and I'm like. Where is this going? We're sitting on an airplane at 40,000 feet. And he's like, uh, what God do you believe in? I said, I believe in the same God as you. And he goes, oh, you're Muslim? I said, no. He goes, then how do you believe in the same God as, as you? And I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you. My name is Joe. I said, but my birth name is Jose. My grandmother calls me this. My mother calls me this. All these people call me. But I'm the same person. So it's the same thing. I go, you call your God, whatever you will call him. I call him. The next person sitting in front of us call him somebody else. But at the end of the day, it's the same idea. So that's where yeah. he looked at me and he's like, that's very smart. That's a smart way of looking at it. Yeah, I 100% agree. But yeah, like your 
your whole thing of, you know what, do well. Just try to be a good person. You know, it doesn't mean you have to go out and give everybody everything, but be a decent human being mm-hmm. and understand that you don't know what's going on with the, somebody else in the daytime, right? Yeah. Like, you can get up this morning, you can go to Tim Horton, somebody buds in your line. You don't know what that person went through this morning. Right. Maybe their dog died. Maybe, you know, maybe their parents are sick or their kid is, you don't know. So, you know what, just be decent. Don't be an asshole. That's it. Just make it easy for people yeah. to be around you. You know, like, yeah. You, you, yeah. May, you may never see that person ever again. Mm-hmm. And if you never see that person again, is it going to gain you anything by being an asshole to somebody? No. And, you know, I remember many years ago when I was driving a tow truck while I was a mechanic at night, I was got involved in this whole other racket of towing cars. And I met a lot of cool people and I met, I learned a lot. Um, I was at an accident that happened in early morning and there was an older guy that got, he T-boned somebody else. He got into an accident. And this young guy who was dressed in a very expensive suit going for a job interview was yelling and screaming at this poor old guy because he was going to be late for his interview. So I ended up towing the old guy. The old guy ended up being, he was just shaken up, but he goes, I can't believe that guy was yelling at me like that. I'm like, people get excited. So I drop him off. And coming out of, after dropping the car off and all that, coming out of the building, I see this guy that was all dressed up. I'm like, oh, coincidence, got to see you again. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, my morning's gotten worse. He goes, why? He goes, you know the guy I hit this morning? Yeah. The guy I yelled at? Yeah. That was the guy I was doing an interview with. Didn't get the job. Oh, no. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. So it just goes to show you, you never know what direction yeah, things yeah. lead to, right? And I'm sure if you told the old man, sorry, man, I'm just nervous. I made a mistake. Like, you know, you made a mistake or whatever. It's totally. Showed a little respect. Yeah. But no, it just, just showed respect. Yeah, exactly. Just kindness. Yeah. It just goes to, uh, yeah, just, you learn a lot of things in life and sometimes just let it go. You live longer. Le- things are less stressful. I'm going to get, you know. Yeah, well, it's like it's like putting your priorities in place. You should always you should put your worries in place too. You know, focus what you're worried on. Yeah. Oh, people tell me I have a, I'm a saint. I have a lot of patience. I just have a my fuse is very short. Somebody pushes the right button, my fuse can pop in a second. But then I feel sick about it the whole day. So I try not to. I try not to let that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I hate getting mad. I hate yelling at people. I hate fighting with anybody. And sometimes I take the lower ground so I can ha- enjoy the rest of my day and just let things be. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, just no need to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best way I to win a fight that. is to just not be there when the punches start arriving. Yeah. Just walk away. Yeah. True. And with what's going on in the crazy city nowadays, you don't know who's carrying a gun, who's doing this, doing that. You don't need, it's, you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I lived in California for a while, and there you didn't even look at people in the eye because you didn't know what you were going to come up against. Now, don't you think that these uh, these attributes uh, are why you're as, as successful as you are? I think. I mean, I I, I would think so. I think it's um, yeah. I, I would say yes because I things things just happen to fall in my lap with my hard work because. I, um, just trying to figure out how to word this properly. Yeah, I care a little bit more than most people. Yeah, well, I think that uh, a lot of people that are less successful, um, perhaps um, based on like their attitude that they have for life with others, they have that same attitude for themselves. Yeah. 
You know, if you're disrespecting others, you probably disrespect yourself. Um, and if you think that somebody else can't do something, then you probably think you can't as well. And with someone like you, who, who gives your community respect and the people around you respect, I imagine it's because you understand with your own self that with your own self-respect, you can do anything yeah. and be anything. No, no, 100%. I Does that mean, make sense? It, it does. I, mean, I, I remember many years ago, my grandfather telling me that if somebody tells you they're sitting there and they're talking shit about somebody else, they're going to probably talk a shit about you too. He goes, so don't talk shit about people. That's the bottom. Thing. Yeah. You know, keep your opinions to yourself. Totally. If somebody's doing something wrong, stand up for somebody and protect somebody. <clears throat> but don't don't go and advertise the mistake that this person made because you're going to make the same mistake or somebody's going to do it to you. So don't totally. do it in return. So, but uh, yeah, I mean... I think just uh, just trying to be a good person and being understanding to people. Yeah, that's the most. Uh, I think that's that's my way of life. Like, I don't get mad at people. It just shit happens. And we've had guys that smash trucks and do stupid things, and I'm like, well, see, some people think dishonesty and and uh, or you know you have to cheat your way to the top. Yeah, there's. But you're hmm. you're an example, and so is Randy, uh, an example of guys that didn't have to do that you know we could probably both be a lot more successful monetary wise in life but we like to sleep at night knowing that no one's going to come pounding on our door because we didn't do something that was honest and true yeah i think success I is a group of different things and, and you put them together and you like you know success isn't just in money right yep. you know you feel successful when you're smiling at the end of the day really yep. i guess no no 100 percent. and for me it's like it's a legacy what you leave what you leave behind yeah like a lot of people like you hear it at funerals where it's what you do in your dash and every day my dash is the most important thing of what I can do today what can I do to change somebody's life in the day and it doesn't even have to be somebody I know you know it could be a simple thing of you know having somebody who's getting yelled at going up to them and saying you know what I'm really sorry that person did that to you they treated you that way don't let that ruin your day to me that means a lot but when I go tell somebody that mm -hmm. maybe because I know if I make a mistake and somebody comes to me and like, you know what? Things happen. Don't worry about it. You know, you've done other things that are make up for that. To me, it makes me feel, I still feel bad because I did something wrong, but it makes me feel better as a person. For sure. So, and I try to, I try to give it back to the same thing. Like, you know, make somebody feel, everybody has shitty days, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But because I'm having a shitty day, it doesn't mean I should make you have a shitty day. A hundred percent. So. Yeah. And that's just a different way to look at it. Don't you agree? I absolutely agree. Yeah. I always say, I mean, kindness is is important. Kindness is always first. Before anything, be kind. And uh, if you see somebody and you want to say that dress looks nice or I love your car or anything. Yeah, I mean, the only time that I'm really not what I consider a kind, good person mm -hmm. is when I'm screaming on the highway. Yeah, and all the people sitting in the left lane. Or if they put cheese on your burger. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Just don't piss me off, man. <laughs> but you know what? You're doing it in the privacy of your own car. Yeah. Right? True. Listen, True. I'm, I'm an amazing singer. I should win awards. As long as you in don't the roll the windows down. In the privacy of your own car. Yeah. As long as you don't roll the windows down, you'll be okay. You should hear me. I'm like going at it and like, yeah, rocking it out. But yeah. Yeah. Don't roll the window down because... <laughs> 
they'll send a missile for me. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's, you know, I, I, what you do in your own. And it's, everybody does that, I think. Yeah, I think you have to. And in driving mean, driving a truck, I can tell you how many people are on the road that shouldn't be on the road. But I don't sit there and roll the window down and yell at them or throw stuff at them. And unfortunately, right. not everyone's like you or me or Randy or any, you know, whatever. Not everyone's like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, we're dealing with the crazy world that it is. Yeah. But, but yeah. You ever thought of writing a book? That means I'd have to understand the proper word. <laughs> no, so, you don't. But writing, yeah, I, you know what? If I if I could find somebody that could write for me, and yeah. I can just tell them, yeah, yeah, I would do that. Well, that well, that you know, you can do that. You can you can dictate a book into a tape recorder and have someone transcribe it and edit it. And, yeah, because yeah, I put it in order of your life and all that. Yeah, I, I, you know, there was somebody that approached me a couple of years ago about doing a TV show, and it wasn't a TV show on me. They were doing a TV show around the auto show circuit, mm -hmm. and they really wanted me to be part of it. And hmm. I was interested in it, but they wanted me to do some crazy things that I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want my reputation to be tainted like that. Yeah. Um, I said, but, you know, we can make it exciting. We can make it where, like, we're last minute trying to roll in the door and this and that. But as far as going out and, like, damaging stuff or making yeah. stuff not right, that's not the way I want to do. Yeah, re reality television is not reality. It's all scripted. Correct. Uh, a number of years ago, <clears throat> three companies over a period of an, a few months asked three independent companies, completely independent of each other, asked me, asked Rhonda, if we could do a um, a reality show on the the Butcher Stunt family. Um, two we turned down almost immediately. The third one we actually entertained their idea until it got down to designing contracts and things of that nature where they wanted us to fight and argue amongst ourselves yeah, yeah, it's... on set and my kids are my best friends are you kidding me to go to work and you've seen the dynamic between my son and i on set are you kidding me yeah. and my daughters no it's not yeah they happen. wanted drama yeah there's no. no drama here no so that was you know. squished yeah yeah squashed and the thing is you know what i've, I've worked with Chris, I think Kristen, mm -hmm. your other daughter, and you know what? They're just—you guys are all so pleasant to work with. Whether you're individual or you're working together, why would you want to? That's that's more appealing than trying to make everybody fight. Like you yelling at him because he didn't do something right. Mm -hmm. well, it doesn't make it doesn't make people viewing this at home feel better about their lives. No, that's why. No. Instead of saying, "Hey, here's a great family that's a hundred percent more than normal," and look at the amazing things they're putting together. Our family can be like that too. Instead of doing that, it's like, oh yeah, they're fighting, so it's it's okay. We're fighting too. It's normal. Like, yeah, why true. Would you, why yeah, would you do true. that? Right. That's a good point. <laughs> like you know, even even within our own family, like my direct my brothers, I have two sisters and a brother. We all we call we talk to each other a couple of times a week. We all like everybody gets nice. together. Cool, and man. We have a good family network, and that's my mom's really made that come together. And I can tell you, the rest of our family. Except for my U.S. family, like the rest of my Canadian family, I see them at a funeral, and we always like, "Oh, let's get together, this and that." And it's like it never happens. No, they can't be bothered, or everybody thinks somebody's better than the other, or we're not good enough, or you know, that was the way we were brought up, right? It's just we stick together, we're family. Let's be the best family we can be. We oh, we can only be our family. Like we didn't choose. I didn't go from a pile and pick a brother and sister. Mm -hmm. That's what we were there, and we're there to protect each other. 
Yeah. So why would they why would they want to ruin that? I mean, you see that with some of the reality shows that are out there. Like, look at what happened with Orange County Choppers, for example. No, right? exactly. 100%. It's just foolish. Yeah. What did happen? <clears throat> what happened on that show? They uh, yelled they, at each other. Yeah, they constantly. Oh. And then I think they ended yeah. up... I think the the fake part of what they were trying to... Became the drama real. became real to the point that it, it destroyed the family. Yeah, that's terrifying, yeah. man. Yeah. What the hell? You know, and it's... And the, I guarantee you, if they didn't get into the show, they probably would have still been together doing what they've been. Maybe not as successful, but they would have been successful because they still would have had a good family base. But isn't right? it kind of funny? Because, like, uh, I watched the show for the bikes. I really didn't watch it for all the nasty crap. Correct. Correct. Like, you know, but I watched were, Simpsons for that shit. <laughs> but there was people that all they lived for was to watch... The drama. The yeah, yeah. Junior yeah. throw a chair at his dad or something like that. Yeah. So... Just crazy. Unfortunate. <laughs> reality TV. Yeah. You know, quote unquote. So why don't you have reality. a TV show? Yeah, you're, cars, yeah you should just build your own. In your studio. Let's do it up. Farm equipment, all kinds we, of shit. We can talk about it. I'd be interested in doing it. Like you, you like for what you do, there should be you should have a show. There should be something. I'd I'd be happy to do it. I I'd I would I would really like to do it. I think I would I'd throw a chair at you. <laughs> you probably hit me too because I'm slow. <laughs> I, 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 That'll be I, great. I, that had never occurred to me. That but, that... <laughs> but but then I'd probably turn around and say it didn't hit hard enough. Can you do it again? No. Yeah yeah yeah. Re, re, let's do this. Well, again. Andrew's all about the take two. <laughs> yeah. But then we'd get we'd get your dad to come in and teach me how to take the chair properly, and then we'd be all set. Yeah. So. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Joe, you got to take it better. Don't take it in the face like that. Yeah. 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 And light here, let's light you on fire while we can, too, right? <laughs> That's not an Why issue. Why not, man? We can make that happen. That's yeah, 100%. easy. 100%. Yeah. So, but you know, that, that'd be, you know, it's, I, I, I'd be interested in doing it. Yeah. I just don't know. I wouldn't know how to, how do you approach somebody? And I'd have to meet somebody, or I'd have to, somebody would have to know me well enough that know somebody that's in the industry to say, hey, this is a great person we should try to do something around. I know somebody that could do that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. All right, cool, cool. So we're the farmland. Yes. Um, yeah. Holland land. You're yeah. Now now what you're gonna do is this is this land that's currently unused or are you taking back land? No, no. I, I would never take back land. It's, yeah, yeah. That's why that, that so. land is uh, the land that's being used currently is supporting families and feeding people. Absolutely. So I would I would never do that. Good because. I don't have the skill to produce what they produce, totally. but I do have some unused land that's kind of been sitting there. It's where we pile all our burn stuff, but I think I want to use that land because I think it's, uh, I think there's an opportunity. A lot of people are like, oh, there's great tax rebates. I'm like, I'm not doing it for the tax rebate. I'm doing it because it's, I need something else to do because I got some free time. I found 15 minutes of free time <laughs> a day to do it. So no, I just, I think it's something I, I, I want to do. And again, it's, I want to try it. I um, I was in the produce business many, many years ago and I had a grocery store and as stressful and painful as it was at the time, when I think about it and I reflect back, I really enjoyed it. And again, it was mm -hmm. all about the interaction of people mm -hmm. and meeting people and talking to people. Going to the food terminal at four o'clock in the morning and haggling with the farmers to buy stuff. And, this, and now I won't haggle with farmers because I know what it's all about. But it's uh, it was just fun. It was It was a different, it was a lot of work. And it was fun. And I worked for a big food chain um, after we decided that 
we were, everybody was getting gobbled up by the big food chain. So we got out of our business and I ended up working for a big food chain as a, a manager and a buyer. And it was oh, just, wow. it was cool. Yeah. 19 years old, I was running a store that had made over a million dollars a week. So next time you're on the podcast, you're going to bring some products and you're also going to bring us some lunch. Yeah, that I can do. No problem. Cool. <laughs> I was late today, or otherwise I was going to ask if you guys wanted Starbucks or Tim Hortons or something. I would oh, grab no. something. But that probably would have been okay if I was late because I was we coming. We should have actually offered you a coffee. I no, no, even... I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh. So, but uh, yeah, I'd love to come back and hopefully by that time we're talking about a show that we're doing. Yeah, no, that, we'll come back and do a big commercial. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, no, let's do it. We'll talk about it 100%. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I... I I, I live a crazy life. <clears throat> I think people should know how crazy people are out there living and surviving every day. I think it would be cool. This isn't over yet. I know it sounded like it was, but it's not. Okay. Yeah. Go. Well, just, you know, what else? What else is on your plate? Like, you, you, what, what are you doing? What do you do at home? Do you spend time? Sitting at home? Sleep, shower, watch, eat. Watch, watch TV, do anything? No TV. No. I watch, so I shouldn't say no TV. I don't actually even have cable at home. Um, Netflix and Amazon Prime. Okay. And most of my watching is when I'm doing a rest stop when I'm on the road in a truck. Ah, I see. Oh, you have to, uh, you have to stop. After you have so to stop, hours. yeah. But I think like uh, Mayor of Kingstown, I binge watched it all in... A thirty-six hour reset for me being able to continue driving. Oh wow! Yeah, I just I I watched the first episode and I just I loved it and then I knew you were in it and I was like I need to get to through the whole thing, <laughs> and it's funny I've watched it twice. Oh wow! And every single person I talk to, I'm like you need to watch this and um, Tulsa King is another one and and I'm still it's created funny. by the same guy. Oh, it is. Yeah, Taylor Tulsa, Sheridan. Tulsa King. Yeah, with uh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone, created by oh, really? Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. It was, oh, damn. It was funny. Um, Tulsa King. I was watching it the other day for the I think second time, and he was when he goes to that bar and he meets that. DEA. I've never seen it. Oh, you never seen it? No. So he meets this DA agent. Doesn't know if she's a DA agent, and they're in our hotel room. And so she goes to him. So how old are you? And he goes, oh, I'm 75. So I'm like. He looks good for 75, but he's, he's probably not 75. He's just singing for the show. Then I realized he is 75 years old. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a good show. It's a really good show, too. Interesting. Okay. Tulsa King. Cool, look. man. I, I don't even think I've heard of it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a really good show. Okay, cool. I'm hoping they're going to do another season. That The first season was, uh, it was pretty good. Have you seen the second mm -hmm. season of Mayor of Kingstown? Is there a second season out already? Yep. Oh, then yep. I, I have to watch it because I've been waiting. Because I, like I said, I binge watched through that the first time, and I was just—it was amazing. I couldn't like I couldn't get to the next episode quick enough. It was it was awesome. We just had Hamish on, uh, Hamish Allen Headley yeah, yeah, yeah. played Robert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, it was cool to have him on. But uh, what I'm gonna have to find it and watch it. Yeah, we had nothing to do with it. Okay. They uh, they moved to Pittsburgh. Okay. For the second season. Season. Yeah, unfortunately. Do you guys have any other big projects coming up or? Uh, we do. We we can't mention them here. Yeah, I understand. Um, but yeah, we do. That's good. Yeah, there's always something sort of on the rise. Yeah, yeah. that's know. good. I mean, listen, you guys are, you guys are, I'm going to say the best in the country. Well, that's very sweet. <clears throat> that's why we have you on. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to hear that. 
So, and I mean, and I, I well, no, but I, I, I hear it. When we're, it's funny, when we deal with new agencies and they're like, yeah, we have these really good, you know, stunt coordinators, stunt people coming on. And I'm like, oh, is it Andrew, you know, Andrew or and, and, Randy and yeah, yeah. Kristen? Yeah. I said, is the Butcher family? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know them? So oh, they're awesome. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. Something Wow. So you, it's nice to hear. You guys are cream of the crop out there for sure. Wow. That's really nice. So thanks, but um, yeah, I'm most excited to. <clears throat> right see. now, there's several stunt people listening to the show, laying on the floor, laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get <laughs> up! Sure. Come yeah. on, no, it's uh, no. I mean, from what I, I, <clears throat> no, from, I love it, man. I knew, um, I knew another guy from back in the day that did a bunch of stuff. I dated his sister-in-law actually, but I, I've never heard. And I don't know if it's maybe more because we're more interactive, but I've never, I hear you guys have a lot of stuff all the time, which means you guys are doing a good job at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Not saying that the other person is not doing a good job, but they're just. Not doing as good. Not, not doing a good job. They're not as, as many places, which means that you guys are higher in demand because you do good work. That's all. <laughs> no, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's very nice. And you're awesome guys. I, I love hanging out with you, dad. I love hanging out with you guys on set too. And it's, you know. That's great. You're uh, with your sister. We were out in Quebec doing stuff, and it was crazy. It was it Quebec? No, Quebec. It wasn't Quebec. It wasn't Quebec. We did two back to back. Wasn't like transport Transformers or something. No, no, no. no we did. It was a TV commercial. Hmm. Where did we? It was a. It was. It was a Hyundai commercial. Recently. Yeah. It Pretty was, recent. I think was it, it the? It was like a it span was, of six or seven commercials. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a whole bunch of them in one. Yeah, that was that was the one she did. Uh, yeah, that's right. We went up to Perry Sound and all that. Yeah, too. yeah, you, know, you guys were everywhere. Yeah, it was crazy. It was yeah. it was the fastest <clears throat> paced commercial I've ever been. Oh, that's cool. So you were out there. Yeah. All right on, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we did another we did another one in Quebec right after. Okay. It was ten days. I think it was ten days in Quebec, and it was, I think six or seven days. Oh, that's here. right. And I thought she was on the one in Quebec. No, I don't think I don't think she went. Over I don't there. think so. No, no, she didn't. I, I got mixed up. It was just it felt like it was one. Lo- it was yeah for you. It was it was one seventeen long. days. Yeah, to, yeah that's TV crazy. Commercial. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that really is crazy. And we went to remote like it was like two hour drives every day to go somewhere to I'm shoot. A, yeah, people always ask about TV commercials and and you know. Uh, it's funny because it's it's hard to tell when if you see one of my commercials and I'm and I'm driving uh, throughout the the spot, you know a lot of people just go with that. That's it. That's what you did. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I know that you just saw fifteen thirty seconds, whatever. But um, I did that for three days. Yeah. Like the 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 de- the level of detail that they go to on a commercial it's not like a movie <clears throat> movies are big and, and and explosive in a way but um but commercials you know they're selling a product and if it's not sparkling then yeah then they don't use that shot yeah you and, be, and the, people would be surprised at how much they shoot yeah the, compared uh, to what they actually yeah, yeah some of the f- fanciest fun things that i've done don't end up in the commercial 100%. or you know or just because it doesn't suit or it doesn't didn't shine right they're in, the, they're in the director's cut on his reel. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's um, I, I was mentioning it earlier. Like now, when I'm if we're, we are watching TV or something, or we're at a bar or something, and the commercial comes on, mm-hmm. I make everybody shut up at the table and watch it <laughs> because people don't understand how much work goes into that little fifteen second clip. Totally. And unless you're in it, you don't get it. 
and it's 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 a I mean I could not imagine on a feature film how much goes into shooting a scene yeah but I know on a TV commercial because I've experienced many of them it's like stop take it's and when you talk to people like oh they just sit there with the camera and roll the whole thing no it doesn't work that way there's yeah. so many people involved like yeah um, it really but in movies and TV it really <clears throat> isn't the same uh, like to me in commercials are, are a lot more precise about how they sort of do things does that make sense to some degree. To some degree, when they're selling something, that they, they got to get that little yeah. tiny, the bad shot. Like if we're driving around in the Russian arm and you got to get a bad shot. Yeah, the bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like it's so tight. Crazy. It's yeah. awesome, man. It's awesome doing that, though. Do you remember, were you on a, you were on a, I think it was, you were on a Ford shoot with us a few years ago. It was a 10-day shoot, too, for the F-150. And then they did a night shot in a parking lot. It was a, they call it the million-dollar shot because uh -huh. they had to, it was like, they had to do a shot in the driveway, and it was a guy. I'm pretty sure you were on it. It's quite a few years ago now. It yeah, was, I don't. I don't remember. You've done so many, so. But um, I just remember this one because it was the. They call it the million dollar shot. They took, put a black F-150 in the parking lot, and then they got Dwight Crane to come and set up all these crazy box lights. Right. And it was just the lighting was just perfect, and that was the whole thing. There was really no moving components Unreal. except just this one shot or when we do these um beauty shots at the end of the night full lineup oh the, the pack yeah, shot the pack, the pack shot, shots yeah. <clears throat> i hate doing pack shots but yeah, so do i love i love the, oh, the, no, the i the, love the doing pack shots the most satisfying moment of the whole day well if you're driving together yeah if you're driving the, the yeah, static true, the true. static pack shots the static is different yeah nightmare like i mean i remember we did i mean one, for you it's yeah that's true we, we did one quite a few years ago and it was like we did it at most sport and they did it on a hill and it was like four o'clock in the morning and i was like i'm done i don't want to do this anymore we've been here for five days and like we're going to do this pack shot and the guy's like the tree is like touching a little bit of the camera lens this way i'm like dude it's dark nobody's going to see it like i don't get it but then when you see it on paper it's like wow that looks amazing right yeah or you yeah. see it in a it's so but yeah, I mean, I, I just even on. I remember this McDonald's commercial we did, and it was just unbelievable how the guy that brings in the like the meal. Yeah, you know, and it's like uh, it's. I don't know if it was the Monopoly thing or whatever it was at the time, where you could win a car, you know. And they have the, I think it was a Jeep or something. They have it right up close to the water, and they got a couple sitting there eating their McDonald's or whatever. But they have the McDonald's meal on the floor on the rocks. You know, it's kind of a windy day and everything, but this guy comes up with everything's in the plastic, you know, and we're all watching him. And it's it's hard to describe this to the people that are just listening, but, you know, he has like, they're like bagged perfectly and the fries come out a very specific way and he slips, he's got his fingertips and he's <laughs> slipping it off like, holy fuck, like he's going to tip something over, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and we're all just standing there watching this guy set this food and you're like, it's a cup and a burger. <laughs> what is going on? The precision is insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen people take um, tweezers and pull out the lettuce. Yeah. And make it, sure that it's all perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Absolutely. And yeah. the way they hold them. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be just Do you right. Need like and it speaks a lot to the fact that you're here because... Uh, uh, the, de the detailers you guys are the literally the guys we hang out with the most when yep. we're doing car yep. absolutely you know uh, and and they're all yeah like they're all friends we're all friends it's pretty wild the uh i think the worst car shoot i've ever been on was do you remember the dog park the subaru shoot 
Yes. And I think it was that only... That was Jamie. Yeah, it was only bad because of the mud. Mm. And I, I, it's funny. We brought the cars back to my shop and I didn't... You're tired, you don't think, right? So I brought them into the shop. I put them on the hoist and I was washing a whole undercarriage. I still have mud today in my <laughs> shop. And we'll move something. I'm like, oh, look, Subaru mud. <laughs> And it was funny because one of my guys is like, you don't have car carriers outside. Why don't you just wash them outside in a dirt field? And I was like, oh, I didn't think of that. Why didn't I think? And now I've never had another mud car commercial to be able to do that in. But what was the one we did with the mud? We've done a, f a few Subaru spots with mud. But, yeah. well, well, that's true. If we anything, Subaru is, is actually, they've been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. You know, every, every car company has done something pretty fancy, but... Uh, Subaru spots are always putting us in the mud or but up the on one a we hill. did we had to go up the hill with the water towers yeah remember couldn't even yeah. get down the, couldn't even go straight down the hill that was the Hyundai one no was that it, was the Hyundai it, yeah no, it was, was Subaru with the bicycles on the top and no the, no they did Hyundai one that was the one where we went into the woods at the end in Pickering and when you go into the bush where they drive through the mosquitoes were so bad they were giving us nets to wear no this we were out in a field and um, there was a, a hill that went up through the grass and we, we kind of made our own little road. They had a, a bulldozer going to make a road. Then they wet that down and we had to get up the hill. And yeah. And they had the whole one side of the hill was all mud. Yeah. And they, uh, they had a rain tower coming down. So a couple. And, uh, yeah. And I was following you down, right? The, down the hill up or something. Down. Up and down. It was but, crazy. I mean, you could barely do it. I mean, yeah, the cars were going sideways and so it was, that, that actually might've been a Subaru shoot because we were on that shoot. Okay. Yeah, we did go through the forest a little yeah, yeah, bit yeah, and yeah, do yeah. some stuff. But apparently yeah. the oh, that's true. The mud the mud that we collected under those cars apparently was And that's the one where the hood got run over. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was super yeah. I didn't want to bring that up, but yeah, I thought yeah. it was, well, that was the one. so funny. You take the hood off the car. There's they have these two matching cars. You cannot hurt this car. Yep. Don't touch this car. Okay, so we're gonna take the hood and we're gonna carry it way, way over there. And set Put it, it in, uh, so that no one goes anywhere near it. And then some <laughs> grip guy, the AD, it was, it was, somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody ran over it. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, he's well. a he's a great dude. Man. Oh, he, is. he that was he wasn't happy with himself after that. But listen, it, it happens. It's it does. It happened to me <laughs> once. We were doing a a blackout event downtown Toronto, and we were I had to take an NSX out of a room, and somebody took a TV off the wall and put it under the car. Oh, and I says everything ready to go. He goes, yeah, you're all good to go. And I drove three feet. Oh and I heard crunch. Oh, why so, did they put the TV under the TV? Because they didn't want everybody to step on the TV. So I drove oh over it God. instead. <laughs> oh my God, so, Jesus man. But yeah, I'm like, and I'm, for me, it was like, why would you put it under the TV? Like it was a ten thousand dollar TV. Why would you put it under the under car. the car? Under a car, any car. And the guy's yeah. like, well, I didn't know the car was going to move. Like you're clearing everything Whoa. out so we can get the car out. And yeah, like, crazy. Now, so now I'm like, every time I go move a car, I look underneath it. There's nothing under there, right? But yeah, it's, it it's, happens. It, yeah. It happens. We Like I said, we move a lot of different pieces of stuff. Yeah. So it happens. I've had a lot of good luck. I mean, I've had close calls on different things, you know, but I mean, nothing too crazy on a, com on a commercial. Yeah, on a commercial. <laughs> we were doing a commercial out at the airport in Hamilton and... I don't know why they, it was supposed to be an easy driving, very light, like just one car and camera car. I don't know why they didn't have you guys out, but I think this was the last time this one client decided they were never going to hire, like never not bring a precision driver out because mm -hmm. the director said, oh, let's go out on the runway. We got like 10 minutes. We'll do a fast 
pass. And the guy was out and the camera car was beside him. And then he told the actor, okay, go right, the camera car. The guy went the wrong way, hit the camera car. Oh, for God's sake. And it was the only car in the country. Oh, wow. I had to go and strip all of the parts off of that were all oh. mangled. So at least they can shoot around where the damage was. But yeah, it happened. Live and learn. Remember the drone yeah. hit you on a Hyundai job? Yeah, that hit, was... Hit your car there. That was... I think that was inattentiveness but based on... We it did was. A, we had just talked yeah. about what was going to happen. Yeah, we did a rehearsal. We actually drove... It was in the Hearn. You shot in the Hearn? Yeah. And uh, we're driving down through the Hearn through all those girders. And then I, when I get to this specific area, I turn left. And they're going to sh- send the drone down. So we actually had a meeting about where I'm going. When do I turn? I went down, I turned, and the guy drove the 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 drone right into the roof of the car just above my window. And I thought I hit something. I couldn't imagine what it would be because there was nothing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then he said, well, why did you turn left? Yeah, well... We Everybody else it. knew I was turning left. <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, that's just a mistake. And it happens. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it happens. Yeah, absolutely. But what the heck? Yeah. The Hearn. Yeah. More about Joe. So what else do you guys want to know? What, um, you, what you do at night when you're in bed? No. <laughs> so I, I can actually answer that. Oh, uh, wow. Let's go. <laughs> I have a very hard fluff pillow behind me. No. Um, <laughs> you know what? On, on the nights that I can't sleep, I really enjoy doing graphic design stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're on your computer working? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like what? Um, sometimes it's just doing stuff around products so we can post on social media or designing shirts or okay. just being creative with just coming up with different things for all product-related Designing a trailer for a wrap or something so like that. So here again, you're at home, you're relaxing, you're laying in bed, you're sitting on a couch, whatever you're doing, you're, you've got time off, um, but that's a lot like what we do. It seems to never stop. Correct. Um, and despite, it's you're, you're still doing something work-wise, yep. but you're being creative, you're exercising that creativity. Yep. Um, we'll go and work all day, but we still come home and write. We still shoot stuff. We still do other things. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a nonstop. It's, it's a, to me, it's my wind down. And it's probably the same thing for you. Like yeah. Sometimes I like to watch stuff on Netflix or on, <clears throat> you know, on Amazon Prime or whatever. But I, um, if there's nothing to watch, sometimes I'll just, I want to do something different. Or 100%. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do stuff on Photoshop or Illustrator or something just to do something. And sometimes I, I come up with this crazy idea during the day. And then I try to go and put it in and it just doesn't come together. So I leave it. And then a couple of days I go back and all of a sudden, oh, come up with this other idea. Mm -hmm. And here, this is what the final thing is. Yeah. But I I just, I enjoy that. And I think that's what's driven me to be part of this garment business is like, gives me an opportunity to be like, hey, I can design some stuff for somebody else to use now. Because that's great. One of the things that I've always found is when I have an idea and I talk to a couple of graphics people, they come back with stuff and I'm like, that's not even what I was thinking. And it's to me, it's like my English might not be good. I can't explain it to them what I want. Mm, right. And it's not that they're not doing a good job. Their stuff is great, but it's not what I wanted, what I envision. Right. So now that I've kind of self-taught myself to do it, I can express myself a little differently. 
And I, I've gone to my graphics people and said, here, this is something of like what I want. This is what I create. Now you make it perfect. And just, it yeah. gives a better avenue of like, oh, okay, here, this is something to deal with. So if anybody wanted to get a, a beautiful Jack's Wax t-shirt, they can go on um, Jack Wax, jackswax.ca. Yeah. Um, or just send any, send me an email. It's joe at jackswax.ca. Okay. Tell me your crazy idea and we'll try to make it happen. Okay. That's going up on the screen. And I love the hat. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we can do some crazy stuff with hats too. And it depends on the amount of quantity. Like my next batch of hats on the inside where it's all banded, it's mm -hmm. going to see Jack's Wax throughout all of the inside of it. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I just noticed that yours is different than that one. They've got different. I'll get you, I'll get you some different ones. Jack wax the other. That's cool. Yeah, we got some product to uh, get. We've been talking about a lot and doing product here yeah. on the podcast. Right? Yeah. Jack you know, mugs and sponsor this you know. show. And then I could be like Joe Rogan and say, hey, this is brought to you by that motherfucking Jack's wax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That's sold. <laughs> Where do we sign? <laughs> I like that idea. But that, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. But I, I, I'm I'm blown away by the amount of equipment you guys have set up in here. I want to do a podcast also. Yeah. Because I saw how good you were doing it and yeah. how much fun you were having. And I'm like, I want to kind of do my own. And the one I want to do <clears> is going to be, I want to go out. We're having a car show. I want to grab some young kid who's built his car. Let's go sit down for 15 minutes. 100%. Let's talk That's about cool. your car. Let's talk. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be product related. Yep. There'll be lots of it in the background of type course. of thing. But it'll be like, tell me about you. Tell me why you built this car, why you chose this car, what you want to do. But I don't, know if I, idea. I don't know if I can pull it off with all of this stuff and having somebody who's behind the scenes doing oh. all, all the hard work. Yeah, Deanna. Yeah, we love yeah. Dee. Yeah. Dee is doing a lot of hard work. She's. Uh, it wouldn't happen without her. No, for sure. The um, um, uh, Rhonda and I are, will probably be going in May to a big truck show in the <clears> States <throat> just for all Ford, like 53 to 56 Fords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they let me do a podcast there. So That's cool. we, no, it's not going to probably happen, but we, uh, we wanted to take the stuff down to the hotel and talk to the truckers, talk to everybody that all the builders and whoever's whatever, you just to spend a day and then cut it up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we wanted to, but I don't think it's going to happen. Cool we're we're going to still go down, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. the timing is not going to work. But you know what? Hmm. Maybe you can find a little bit of time, even if it's an hour yeah. throughout the day. Possibly, if, yeah. Uh, if the sun's if the sun's beating somewhere or whatever, or you know what, um, I wonder if you can even pitch a tent outside, like a pop up tent. Well, we've been use. given we've been given the foyer of the hotel. That'd be cool. Yeah. So right in the hotel, that's where the where the show is, and then we can go out and do what we want. We can shoot oh, whatever man. we want outside. Hey, you, that you, sounds cool. You might start something new. You you know you do it. And, People are following it, and all of a sudden, you get a lot of other people that want to come and be part of it, right? Never know. So, and um, that might be the first episode, you know, sponsored by Jack's Wax. <laughs> we can we can figure that out. <laughs> I like you, so I don't mind, you know, doing something like that. Yeah, we can do something. I'm always about being part of something. But so. I think I think what you're mm. doing, going to the car shows and doing a <clears throat> an on-site podcast with young people, builders, whoever. Um, even fans, you know, what do you think? Yeah. It's, it's a great idea. I mean, there's always people more than happy to 
jump on and do it. Hundred percent. So I just I think it'd be it'd be cool, and I want to I want to be the first guy to do it. So that means I got to do it like next week. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. somebody will be out there and they'll beat me to it, and I'm like, oh, what happened? So, but uh, yeah, I think that's you know what I'm gonna I gotta figure it out because even even if I do a small trailer that gets towed behind our show truck or whatever, totally. You hear step in here, it's quiet. We can soundproof it. We can do, do whatever and set this up. <clears throat> yeah, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, that is cool. That'd be a cool idea. So, yeah, besides that, I'm, I'm a pretty boring guy. I'm, you know, I don't do very much. You, you don't sound like a boring guy, really. I have a goal for this year. I have a brand new bike that I have ridden I, last year once. And I, went, I was going to ride it this weekend because the weather was nice. Now it's cold again. So. Yeah, it's going to snow tonight. What do you got? Um, so I've got a Honda State Line. Okay. Which is a 1,300cc bike. It's a, it's a custom. They were like a one-off. They only made, I think, 1,500 of them or something like that. Okay. So I, uh, I want to get out and ride it. Last year, I <clears throat> didn't do much of it. Just because you're... Just busy. No time. What color yeah. is it? Silver. Nice. Yeah. Best. I've got a Honda Fury also, which is a 2013. <clears throat> I haven't ridden that very much either. It's only got, I think it's got 5,000 kilometers. Mm-hmm. But cool thing about that bike was when Honda launched, we were doing a Honda launch. I drove that, I rode that bike across the entire country. I rode from Victoria, BC to St. John's, Newfoundland. Oh, sweet. And then at the end of the tour, I bought the bike because I just spent so much time. That's literally edge to edge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we do. We do a few of those. And then again, now... In that market, we're getting shorter and shorter. Like, we're doing a Mazda tour starting, um, I think the guys are all leaving Wednesday, going across the country. But we're not going as far across as we normally would. We're going to go to um, Edmonton. It starts in Edmonton next week. Then it goes to Vancouver. And then we're Toronto, Quebec City, Halifax. And I think that's the end of it. Really? We're most, in the past... It's still ten weeks, but in the past it was like we we're gone for three months. Now is that is that for a big car show or just a Mazda show? No, it's uh, sales training. Oh, sales training. So we're launching new vehicles. Okay. And we go out, and the dealers come out, and they all rally up at these locations. We set up a test track outside for them to drive the cars. We bring competitive vehicles usually, so they have something to compare to. So this way, when you walk into your local dealer and you're like, "Hey, I want to buy this," but this car does this and the salesman should be able to say well that car does that but ours also does this so they've driven and compared the two been able to oh okay so oh this is great so the salesman come out correct and drive the cars and get experience correct so they have something they can chat about yeah brilliant and what we do is our team teaches them the hot sales points what's the benefit of buying this car what's different from this year versus the last model and mm-hmm. why is this car different i'm not going to say better different from a b or c sure um and then you know just gives them an advantage on people are so educated now when they buy a car they know everything about the car but the salesman now instead of being like oh really i didn't know that car did that now they have the opportunity to come out and learn what the other cars are doing so they can explain hey yes i know i've been in that car i know what this does so, and we used to do this Makes a lot. Sense. We used yeah. to do this a lot in the past for different manufacturers. Um, I have to go buy cars every freaking week. Yeah. So we can go out and tear them around. And, you know, we set up an off court, not, not, we set up a 
track in a parking lot that was like a controlled course. Yeah, and yeah, And let yeah. them go out and run rumble strips. And we do all kinds of crazy stuff with them. Um, we used to do a lot of Ford hmm. F-150s. We'd go out and buy trailers and put 1,500 pounds of concrete in them, strap them down. And you'd go out and pull a Toyota, pull a GM, pull a Ford, pull a Dodge. So the salespeople knew they can go back when you're out there to buy your truck. Yeah, I pulled that. I know what it's about. So it was a great success, but and COVID killed it all. So that's cool. Yeah. Wow. You'd think they would go back to that. That's brilliant. It's slowly starting to come back because we're booked now. Like we're booked with uh, Mazda. Then I'm booked with Kia already for another big event. Nice. Um, we're doing a big Ford hmm. uh, EMOC and the Lightning tour. We're doing a huge one with that. I'd like to see this Lightning. Yeah. What well, is it? The electric, the electric Ford. When we're doing the one in Toronto, I'll invite you and you can come out and okay. firsthand drive them and see what they're all about i, I think they, they have a wow. trunk in the front yeah yeah it's, it's just, crazy. A, just a battery yeah. they don't give you an engine anymore and they charge you more money how does that work yeah. <laughs> they yeah. take the engine out of the so front of the car this is an f-150 f-150 yeah. fully electric oh wow okay and it's supposed to have same towing capacity as a regular f-150 pickup what are your thoughts on this electric movement so i've owned a couple of teslas i think they're great cars um I get bored very easily with my cars. And the Tesla, the nicest thing in the Tesla was there was always updates. So every month I felt like I got a new car because there was a new feature or a okay. new update of something or another. Hmm. I think the electric car is something that we should all be scared of in the future because I think it's going to take off and it's going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can barely keep my phone charged. So all my employees were laughing at me. They're like, you can't keep your phone charged. How are you going to keep a car charged? And that was one of the reasons I didn't keep it. It was a struggle of keeping it charged. And at the end of the day, hmm. even if I went to a supercharger on my way home, it was 45 minutes. To me, it was wasting 45 minutes of my day that I needed to do something else. I absolutely agree with that. So that was my that was <clears throat> my only downsell. But like I said, I've owned two Teslas. I thought they were awesome. Really? Uh, yeah. Absolutely amazing cars. Fun to drive. Easy to drive. Um, I have driven them. I mean, it's like a roller coaster. It's literally like a roller coaster that's not letting up. Correct. If you put that down, yeah. you know, yeah. they they fly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my first one was a P90D, which was the, it had launch mode. And it was like the fastest one at the time. It was crazy. It was a fun car. I had a blast with it. Launch mode. Jeez. Yeah. I had so much, that was a, that car was a 2015. I had so much fun with it that when I sold it in 2016, I bought a 2017 Corvette um, Grand Sport. And I went to pick it up in Quebec at a buddy of mine's dealer. It was a collector's edition car. I drove the car and I went back to him. And I said, there's something wrong with this car. He goes, why? Well, I goes, it's not fast. And I remember, because I've owned Corvettes in the past, and my Corvettes were fast. This was not fast. So the guy says, oh, maybe it's in transport mode or something. So we took it back in. Service manager took it in, got a technician to come and check. No, it's all open, wide open. I said, car's not fast. Took a salesman out with me. The guy didn't want, he asked somebody to come pick him up. He goes, I can't drive with this guy. He's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, but the car is not fast. And the guy goes, what did you drive before this? And I said, a Tesla. And he goes, well, that's the problem. Your Tesla is too fast compared to what this car is. Yeah. So, but I think they're great. I think they're gonna, we're going to have an infrastructure problem. I think there's not enough resources out there to charge these cars and keep them going. They, they don't want you uh, <clears throat> washing your clothes and using your air conditioner at the same time right let alone having to shower your car all night but they want these 
uh, genius cities and these fifteen-minute cities and these different things. I mean, if 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 somehow they manage to make that happen, will we then have the infrastructure to also involve you, that? You know. So I'm going to touch on something on the fifteen-minute city. Yeah, fifteen. Let's minute. do it. I've I've been living in a fifteen-minute city my whole entire life, and and your dad and yourself also. Here, where you live, where can you go within fifteen minutes that you can't find something? Your church, maybe a hospital, but I'm pro- you got doctors close by. No, I have a hospital within fifteen, easy. So yeah, we have everything. You're we're already living in a fifteen minute city. There's we no. We could use some better pizza. Well, got well, they didn't say that you had bad pizza in the fifteen minute city. Well, I guess that's true. But I, th- I think <laughs> we I think we've already been living in that. I don't think I can't see them doing the restrictions that a lot of these conspiracy theory people have been saying. How oh you're going to be you know you have so many credits and you you can't leave. How am I? Yeah, gonna, I don't really know. But yeah. how, how are how are we going to go to work and do our job to pay taxes to support the what needs to be done no for the infrastructure? Yeah, it won't happen. Yeah, I certainly don't. Yeah, it's work weird. It makes no sense. From, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, you hear a lot of things. You read a lot of things. Who knows what is really going to happen? Or or you know, I do believe that most of what I read is out of context. Yeah, like I don't really. You know, I take certain things with a grain of salt, but yeah, it all seems maddening and crazy. You could put some of that salt on the crickets. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, it's, it, and you got a point, like social media, I I love TikTok, right? And I think it's- You're a little girl, I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I have humor, I find a lot of humor in some of the stuff that's on there, Oh yeah, it's so good. And I've started filtering things that I don't want to see. And I've never, ever done that before on any of my social media. Oh, interesting. A lot of the political stuff and a lot of the conspiracy people, a lot of people that are, oh, make sure this date's this going to happen. I started getting rid of it because I found that it was starting to make me be concerned about my day. Yeah. And it was starting to change the way I was thinking about how I was going to be successful in my day. I I feel that. So even the news, I don't, I don't, like I grew up, if I went to work with my dad every day and the summer vacation, most kids got summer vacation. I got construction and it was go to work from the youngest age. And 680 News was the only thing we ever listened to for the whole entire, could be a 10 hour drive wherever we were going. That's all we heard all day was 680 News. Don't they repeat the news every hour? That's the same thing. Like, <laughs> that's my point. But now I'll only go, I don't trust the news anymore, but I'll go and check weather. Even there, they're wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I don't read into any more of it. And it's, I've decided that I'm only going to live in my day to day. And I had a conversation, yeah. I had a conversation yesterday with somebody that, um, family friend, she's going through some illnesses and stuff. And I told her, I said, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. Live the best day today that you can live. Tomorrow, if you wake up or you don't wake up, you don't have to worry about it. Only worry about tomorrow when you wake up. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow today. And I think that's, you have to be smart about how you do it. Like a lot of people are like, oh, don't, sure. you know, I'm going to spend all my money today and not worry about tomorrow. Don't be stupid. But even with this, this whole Priorities. thing and, and the US dollar that there tons of people are talking about and this and that, that's going to disappear and collapse and all this. Yeah. It's not my dollar. I worry about my dollar today. What can I do today to better my day today? What can I do to make my world that I live in better today? Yeah, because you're, you're, not, you're not the one at the bank or the one doing any of this stuff. You can't do anything about it. No, no. And I'm yeah. too small of a fry to be concerned about 
you know, I remember once somebody telling me, you know, I asked somebody that I knew that played the stock market a lot. And I'm like, how do you, how do you pick your stocks? He says, number one, only invest what you can lose. If you can't lose it, don't, don't put it in. Same thing with gambling. If you can't afford to lose the money, don't gamble it. Right. So it's just kind of the way I've, you know, live by today and don't worry about, like worry about what's going to happen tomorrow as far as planning. Yeah. But, but don't live your day today concerned that tomorrow the economy is going to crash. Like don't eat today. Yeah, because 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 someday it's it's not have go, it's not going to crash the way you thought it was going to crash, and 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 you worried and even forever if, about all these things. Yeah, if it does, there's nothing I can do about it. Like if tomorrow I deal with whatever bank, and tomorrow that bank's closed, what can I do about it? Yeah, unless it's among your community. If it's specific to your community, then you can do something. No, hundred percent. You know, but yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. But yeah, like on the bigger carbon tax has been killing me on diesel fuel on my trucks mm -hmm. killing me but what can i do i can do two things pay it or stop working with the trucks well i can't afford to do i can't afford to stop working because then i can't pay for anything don't you feel at all that you can speak up or say anything being somebody in your position you know many years ago when toronto was a city and north york was a city and Scarborough was a city, East York was a city. There was all these different little cities or townships and they were going to amalgamate to be one. Uh, the, the government, our local government said, okay, we're going to do this vote and we're going to see what the number is. And I think at that time it was like 73% of the people didn't want to amalgamate all of the townships to be the GTA. And they publicized that this was the big number that got voted. They still did it anyways. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm one seeing that a lot. What, what can I do? Stand on a sign with a sign up on the side of the road somewhere telling people don't pay carbon tax. And I can tell you in my industry that if I tell a customer, hey, I have to increase my right my my rates because fuel's gone up. There's like it's cost of business. There's somebody else that's will be there in a second to take on the job cheaper. So what do you do? It's like you have to just grin and bear it make less money and keep going, right? Hmm. And my customers have been good. Like I've explained to them, hey, this fuel is expensive. So you're buying fuel for your car every day. I have to buy fuel for my trucks. So we have to increase. So we, we did a, a small increase. There's still some people are like, well, it's cost of doing business. Why do I have to pay for it? Well, then call somebody else to move your stuff. It's just... Uh, by rights, it's their cost of doing business. Right. But there's a lot of people out there that don't think that way. <clears> That's the <throat> unfortunate thing. Hmm. Yeah, weird, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's odd. Joe, um, just before we do, um, you know, tidy up the end of this thing, uh, do you mind signing our table? 100%. No one else will sign it. No, I'll sign it. <laughs> and actually, it's funny. Um, I'll tell you a quick story about this before I saw this because the minute I came in, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. So when I went to Jack's Wax, for the first time in Columbus, they have a um, hidden away little bar, like from pre prohibition time. Yeah. Oh, cool. And they don't let anybody up there. And there's a little barber shop in there too. It's so cool. But anybody who goes in there, one of your things is you have to sign the wall to proof that you were there. 
And their whole thing is, if we ever get busted, it proves that you were here and you can get busted <laughs> yeah, too. Right so, on. so don't tell right anybody on. about the place. But here I am telling the world about it. But yeah, I'm more than happy to sign the table for sure. Just pick something wow. somewhere. Yeah, anywhere, nice anywhere. Clean. And of course, we're probably on the wide camera. So people watching can see Joe sign the table. But those who are listening... That scratches that big black sharpie. What we got there? He's got pretty good penmanship. It's not oh. bad. It's not bad. As soon as I said it, he faltered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said thanks for thanks for a great podcast. My first ever. Oh, signed right by the Mega Joe. Mega Joe, wicked. Right on, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Mega Joe. Thank you very much. Thanks yeah, for coming. It was great, for coming great being here, guys. I really no, appreciate it. It was great. It's such a pleasure. Man. Love to do it again. Soon. All right. I'll talk a little less next time. No, talk a little more. It's awesome. No, okay. I love it. Cut it deep.